0: This episode of the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our other shows like Westworld FM, Gone to Texas, and Horror Movie Yearbook. If you're a fan of Westworld, Preacher, or horror movies in general, chances are you'll dig one of those podcasts. So go to MidwestPodcastNetwork.com for more information. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today is Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. While you're listening along, why not head over to MidwestPodcastNetwork.com slash support and check out all the various ways you can support. we got links to the support store there. Uh, you can also check out the, uh, what is it, the affiliate link for Amazon. And what else do we have up there? Rate and review us. Yeah, rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and all those other podcatchers.
1: We might, did I, I think, did I read those? the
0: reviews that we got yeah yeah last time okay let me we see. get more i'll see if we got more because webby said his dad was going to comment and leave a review about how he laughed too much or something like that <laughs> webby's dad listened to him. yeah webby had a bunch of people we had a lot of downloads of that last nice. episode. It it's pretty sweet all right i want to have webby on more often Hear yeah. that, webby hear that?
1: Uh, Yeah, no. The last one was from Nico, so we read that one last time.
0: All right. So as always, if you like what you hear, even if you don't, please do send us feedback via email at MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at MGN Podcast. Don't forget to add us on Instagram at Midwest Game Nerds. And again, rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio so that we can actually climb the charts and get more exposure and gain more listeners because uh, we really like doing this and it's more fun if more people listen because who doesn't like to see the numbers go up?
1: Feed
2: our egos.
1: Yes. Podcasting is like a clicker game. And the more that you guys click, the more the numbers go up. Yeah, and it's And the good. more rewarding the game is.
2: Yep.
0: So, yep. anyways, uh, this, this is our 50th episode. Mm-hmm. This is a big deal, because uh, I wasn't sure how long we were going to do this, but I'm pumped That's like that half we're, of we're, 100. We're, That's a big we're deal. Ending, we're currently ending our second year of podcasting, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty sweet. So that being said, today we're going to talk about the 50 games that we feel all gamers should play. This So this is totally editorial opinion piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and They're
2: not the 50 greatest games.
0: No, this is just what we think as a collective group. Also,
2: here. it's not perfect and we probably forgot some. Yeah, we, we probably don't,
0: forgot a ton. We don't have it ranked in any sort of way. We're just going to run down the list of games we think you should play and we've got 50 of them. And if you don't like some of our answers... Please send us feedback at MidwestGameNews at gmail.com. Or if you think we missed something. Or if we missed something, or if you want to tell us what your 50 favorite games of all time are, by all means, we will read... This is
2: not our 50 favorite games. This is 50 games that we should all play. Yeah,
0: and I think other people have varying opinions and I want to hear them. So yeah. and that's yeah, the thing. Sure. if you send in feedback, I don't know if anybody noticed this, but we will read it on air and talk we, about how awesome you are and how much we love you for doing what you did. So you'll you should, make
2: us feel better and you'll feel better too. You should pick yeah. your
1: battles. Cause I don't think we're going to run down 50 picks by everybody who writes in. So like, give us Dog, like a cup. Give us, beat, like give us the ones that you like are seriously offended that we forgot. Or, or,
0: or send us your list and we'll cross check it with ours yeah. and you know we'll we'll bring up ones that we think uh, that we agree upon that should have been or on our list or things that we something. think
1: are interesting or that we want to ridicule you for yeah
0: we'll make fun of you yep a little bit, but it's all in good fun.
1: I left off Barney and Friends for Sega. Genesis. I bet you did. What the hell? Bar- no, that was me. Barney's hide and seek.
0: That was Alex's favorite game from about the age of three until like ten.
1: Well, until okay. I found Michael Jackson because they're essentially the same game.
0: It, you know what? I never thought about that, but you are one hundred percent correct. Like you they, have to find the kids and touch them. Yes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there's a li- there's a little bit of combat in Michael Jackson. A little bit, of, yeah. You don't they, really fight in Barney. Fighting no. off the police, but it's not even real dancing.
0: you real fighting. It's just dance fighting. Like, well, yeah, really, yeah. Like, you
1: like snap your fingers and a bunch of stars fly
0: out. Desmond the Invisible Cat just came out because yeah, he, he heard did. me talk about kids in the closet. Yep. Oh yeah. shit, he's real. <laughs> Anyways, before we jump into any of that, uh, we're gonna talk about what we've been playing because we've been playing a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, why don't you start out? What have you been playing lately?
2: Um. Did I play the Resident Evil demo before last episode? Yes, yes. Okay. like literally right before. Yep. All right. Yeah. And then you
1: you talked about it, and then Three you brought times. it up again later in the hey, episode. This is, yeah,
2: <laughs> it's a big
0: deal. It is, I'm excited is really, for that game now. It's good. Oh, I played it finally, yeah. and I enjoyed it.
2: I got I found a totally different ending. But yeah, oh, cool. I still can't. I can't um,
3: do it. It's I did play
2: the Star Wars VR mission, yes. which was cool. Although I. Relinquish control of it right when it got fun so uh, our buddy ricky could try it out do you want you want me to talk about it because i did it completely sure
0: okay cool so the star wars vr mission alex did you do it
1: no i have not yet okay it is is it rogue one it is it is the rogue
0: yeah so basically um i don't remember exactly what point it takes place in in the movie necessarily but there's just okay it is not worth going out and buying Battlefront to play this. It is cool as hell to climb into an X-wing fighter and fly it around and shoot shit. Yeah, it looks, that's about it, it. Looks fantastic. It looks really cool. Um, it it plays really smooth. The frame rate's great. It looked, you know, and I just have a normal PS4. It looked awesome. Like in in the VR experience of being in the pilot seat of an X-wing fighter is pretty rad. Uh, to being able to turn around and see your R two unit like looking at you is pretty fucking cool. The game itself. Pretty one-dimensional, despite being in 3D and VR. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Um, there's not much to it. There's not a ton to the controls. It's literally like accelerate, decelerate, and turn. The no barrel roll thing is
2: really, really bad.
0: Shoot, lock on, shoot your photon torpedo, proton torpedo, however it's pronounced in the Star Wars universe. I don't actually know, Um, but it. I don't know. It was fun. But it wasn't. Um, it's nothing to write home about. It's not worth picking up Battlefront because well, I still think Battlefront's not that good.
1: Battlefront. Uh, Battlefront is getting pretty cheap. I think it is currently I think $8. If, if Battlefront
0: hit the four ninety nine mark, I would
2: buy it. Yeah. So. I, Battlefront's good enough to buy for twelve bucks or something, I think it's it's not worth for it. someone who isn't going to play it on the regular. If
0: you're gonna pl- if you're gonna play Battlefront like all the time, It's an
2: argument for a different
1: time. It's worth buying full cool Yeah, like maybe like thirty episodes ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyways, what else have you played, Brian? <laughs> um, I played a very little bit of Dead Rising Four.
0: Okay. Any more than you played last episode? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shit. Wow, I really don't remember. Apparently, time's gone by pretty quick since you, you last had had a rough two weeks. Like,
1: sounds like fifty episodes is all Brian had in him. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> My mind's gone. I can't do this <laughs> Well Well, part anymore. of the problem
0: is there's a ton of games. Yeah, I guess, not. like, so you kind of have overload. But yep. all right, so not Dead I, Rising, but what else?
2: <laughs> I played the uh, the Dawning stuff in Destiny. Okay, what do uh, you think? that's new. I know for sure. I didn't talk about that mm-hmm. last yes. time, or if I did, that just it wasn't came out. We, we we talked about it, but you we
3: talked about it yet. happening. Yeah. We didn't talk about it. Like, the uh, Sparrow existed.
2: Racing is more fun than I remember. It's pretty cool. It's good. Uh, yeah. And it looks really sweet, seeing snow all over the tower and stuff. And I don't know. It's cool. I like the new uh, strike scoring thing, too. I haven't experienced that yet. But I did experience Sparrow Racing for the first time, and it was a
0: lot of fun. It's good. Made me want to play Wipeout. Mm -hmm. It was very cool. It
2: really irritates me that they only have it once a year for two weeks. It should be
0: something like Trials that comes up every week.
2: Or at least once a month. Like Didn't they say Iron that Banner. they were going to keep it around?
0: I hope so because it's fun.
1: I thought I heard that they were going to keep it around after this live event. Hey, Bungie, or I at least know you're not listening. They but said that you would be able to do it in private matches.
2: Oh yeah, that would I be, think that would make sense. I think. I yeah, don't know.
0: it's 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 really fun. Um, it's definitely different, and the level of competitiveness is still there. Like people taunting you and shit, mm-hmm. and like just yeah, I had a good time doing it. I yeah. enjoy it. It makes me want to keep doing it. Can you buy different honks for your sparrow yet? Yeah, you can get, you've been able to get different horns like f- for a while now.
2: Since last time they had sparrow With silver, raising, which was a year ago.
0: Um, Yeah, or you can get them in packages and shit okay. too.
2: Yeah, you can get them for free too. What else? Is that it? The Dawning? Is that where you leave off? Uh, I played more uh, Gears of War 4. Yeah. I actually played uh, Horde mode. Yes couple of days ago it was a lot of fun yeah i almost bought it it was 30 bucks digitally but i
1: don't really have a lot of money at the moment so
2: yeah i'm sure about halfway through the episode i'll think of something else mm-hmm. probably but that's usually right now i can't think of anything hey, alex what
1: about you uh so i've played a couple of things john and i bought on a pricing mistake we bought rigs for each other for 20 bucks a piece yep uh which is rigs the mechanized combat game for playstation vr it's a first person shooter where you're in a mech type thing it's like an arena shooter uh there's a few different game modes um i tried when i tried the demo on playstation vr i was like this controls terribly and i don't feel good and i don't know but then all that we heard about it was that it was better in the actual retail release right. And I, for the most part, agree with that. I still haven't been able to like sit down and play like 30 matches in a row, but it doesn't make me feel terrible. I just kind of feel a little fatigued afterwards. Yeah. And uh, it's a really interesting game. There's a bunch of different mechs for you to unlock with your winnings that you get from playing matches. Um, I haven't played online with humans yet, because I was waiting for John to be able to do that uh, before I did it. But um, it's it's a very interesting game. It's pretty cool. Um, basically, your mech has three different modes. There's like speed mode, repair mode, and attack mode, which all alter either your movement or allow you to heal your damage or allow you to do more damage to other things, depending on which one you're in. And if you get... There's basically like an alt ultimate from like overwatch or you get from enough killing enough people or picking up enough pickups super from destiny yeah which make which puts you in the mode that has all three of those active so you're going to be replenishing your health you're going to be moving fast and you're going to do more damage to everything that you attack
0: basically steroids yeah
1: and uh, so it's fun there's an interesting game Um, it's it's kind of their capture the flag and certain mechs have the ability to shoot at things to steal them. It's like steal. You can steal the flag away from as long as it's standing on its own. Yeah. Or you have to melee people that's take it from them and that kind of thing. And it was a lot of fun to play, but I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Um, it seemed pretty sweet. Uh, I also else? played some Quiplash for the first time last night. Oh yeah, that was in the Jackbox Party Pack. Yep, number two has Quiplash XL in it, and uh, it's a lot of fun.
0: That's not on any of our lists, is it?
1: What Jackbox? Yeah,
3: mm.
0: it does. I guess it, no. It's just party game. It's and like, playing, party it's like playing a board game.
1: Yeah, I mean I didn't throw any Mario parties on there because I don't know, but uh, Quiplash is cool. If you're playing with eight people, basically every person comes up with an answer to two different prompts that come up. And um, you can just be silly with it. It's essentially... Kind of, it's kind of Cards Against Humanity-ish. Yeah. And then it pulls up the prompt and the two different answers, and the audience, everybody playing, gets to vote for it. Right. And which one is better. And it's 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 a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah. Um, I also played the... Nintendo's first real mobile game, because uh, doesn't count. I was
2: curious about that.
1: Came out. I almost bought it. On, you could just play it for free. I didn't buy it yet. Oh, it's free. The first three levels are free. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I've only done the world tour. It's called Super Mario Run. It's kind. Of, it's an. It's a runner game with Mario. You are tapping to jump and swiping to like slow down and speed and like all kinds of different stuff. It's like an auto-playing Mario level, which is... It's kind of cool. It's fun. I, I don't see it like having any real legs, but... (laughs) it apparently uh, (laughs) it it apparently beat Pokemon Go (laughs) it apparently beat Pokemon Go for first day downloads
0: Uh, you know what I really thought was funny was someone on Reddit posted a picture of the Sonic Jump game and Mario Mario run and said wow times have really changed (laughs) 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 which was pretty clever
1: pretty funny But uh, it's cool everybody should check it out if you've got an iPhone that can play it it's not out on Android yet but I think it's coming later I thought it was out. I don't think so. Eh. I think only only Apple at the moment. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. There's a few other modes in there. You can build your own like Mushroom Kingdom kind of thing. And I don't know what good that is, but you can have friends so that your like friends can travel to different Mushroom Kingdoms and whatnot. Sweet. And then cool. there's also something called Toad Rally, which I haven't done yet. Unfortunately, I wish I did before this, but I have not it's a played. Toad
0: that. licking game. Sure. Cool.
1: Not and a and toe then, licking uh, game.
0: No, not toe licking. Okay.
1: Finally, I've been playing a game that's like ten years in the making, called The Last Guardian, the second one to come out in the not past. Final Fantasy fifteen. Not Final Fantasy fifteen, but okay. The Last Guardian. Um, I'm a big fan of Team Eco games, namely Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. The only other two that exist They right. came out for PS2, <laughs> and they're also in a remaster for PS3. And uh, this game is really great. It's definitely one of those. People are going to complain about the controls and the camera, but that's just how these games are. And uh, But they're wonderful games. This one feels like a very interesting... It's mostly eco, with dashes of Shadow of the Colossus in it, because you get to climb on your big cat, bird, dog guy named Trico. Mm-hmm. And uh, you kind of learn to command him and do certain things with him in order to... like. Solve puzzles around the world and navigate through this insanely gorgeous and and mystifying world that you want to know more about. It looks straight out of the other games, so I'm interested to see if it has any connective tissue with those. Yeah, as the previous two actually do have. Uh, spoiler oh, I, see, alert! I
0: didn't realize that. That's cool though. It's I like a, that.
1: But it's it's a very minor thing. So it's but that's you know. the
0: sort of thing. Like knowing that, I would, I would like in playing it, I would keep an eye out for it because I would like to find that. And then if I didn't know about it, I wouldn't be paying attention for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Which if that's their intention, like that kind of sucks. But
1: well, and uh, yeah, I don't know. But it, it's something. Uh, it, I'm curious to see if it falls in with those games in that same way right. or not. If they have any inclinations of that, but they don't as of yet. Uh, but it's a great game. Uh, it's insane that it works. like it. Uh, At all? It, it, yeah. It, it's <laughs> it, A lot of people are having trouble with it because Trico is kind of an untamed beast. And so it doesn't necessarily follow your directions all the time. So some people are thinking of it as like, say if you were playing Portal and like nine times out of ten when you shot your portal gun it didn't work. But that one tenth of a time it did actually work. I don't see it that way. Welcome to
2: owning a misbehaving pet. Exactly.
1: It's a very fundamentally different kind of game. Yeah, I just and
2: consider that part of the mechanic.
1: Yeah, so there have been a few times where I just have to set the g- It feels a lot harder than Eco and Shadow of the Colossus did to me, where I just am... I feel like I've been mystified by things more often, so I've actually had to set it
0: down. People just don't like not being fully in control. Yeah, yeah, that's... And they're not patient. Explains a lot in life, but... Yeah um but yeah
1: it's it's fantastic it's definitely worth uh checking out if you've been a fan of those past games i would say that uh if you've played them and you weren't a fan this isn't going to do anything different for you um if you haven't played them i would go back and play those other two especially if you can do the ps3 remaster because they're both amazing games yeah we may or may not talk about one of them in our 50 games every gamer should play sweet but uh, yeah, I think that's all that I've been playing until I think of something. Uh, Fifty minutes into the show,
0: sweet. Um, I played rigs a little bit. Yeah, uh, it, the control scheme is definitely different than the demo. Uh, it still made me sick. Yeah, not like I didn't throw up, but like I definitely like was playing and having to shoot. Quick targets in quick succession using your head as the aiming mechanism, yeah. it can be very dizzying. I mean, imagine just shaking your head back and forth really fast in general, and then stop and look forward. Like it's not comfortable. So, which is
1: weird because it's kind of comfortable with Res, because Res, you're doing something similar, but
0: yeah, but probably not that quickly. It's,
1: it, I mean, it's fast. It's pretty fast, but it's also like rigs. Rigs has a little bit of that disconnect of like this feels like it could be real life. Yeah. Whereas Rez is like, this is a game. Right. So.
0: No, that could be true. It could also have something to do with the movement, like, you know, having the walk.
1: Yeah, and it's very, it is, it is very fast paced. Yeah.
0: But it's the, you know, I only did the training. I had a good time doing it though, but I just, I could only take so much of it before I was like, okay, like I have to, like, that's the thing. This was the first game I picked up on VR uh, since, like, putting everything away and, and like moving yeah. and then unpacking everything again. So I, I kind of haven't had VR legs for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it was definitely a little bit different getting back into that. Uh, Star Wars VR is cool. Talked about that already. Um, did a little bit of the Dawning Sparrow Racing. That was cool. Talked about that already. I picked up, thanks to Brian and the awesome Best Buy deal, I got a copy of Watch Dogs 2. And... I don't know how many people listening have actually played the first Watch Dogs, but it wasn't a terrible game, but it also wasn't very good and
1: <laughs> It was the most pre ordered video game of all time. It I was think, okay at the time.
0: It was yeah, it was a mediocre game. It, it suffered with from a mediocre high story. expectations. It did have super sure. high expectations and it let everyone down graphically and gameplay wise. It was it's just another You know, Ubisoft game.
1: That's the thing. I think it speaks very much to Ubisoft's first game syndrome. Assassin's Creed 1 was huge. People were very excited for it. And when they sat down and played it, they're like, this is kind of boring.
0: Yeah. But then, then Assassin's, Assassin's Creed 2, 2 was shit. I still played through it. And it was fantastic. <laughs> 2 was awesome. Yeah, yeah 2 was great. I've purchased 2 twice now oh. because it's that good of a game. And I, I would consider Why I getting put that the, on my list? I'm considering getting the Ezio collect- collection just to have it again because mm-hmm. I like that... Not only that story arc particularly, but yeah. just the way the game played was definitely much better. Uh, but, but Watch Dogs 2, um, it's definitely a lot of the same mechanics in terms of like oh you can steal cars it's it's grand theft auto but with hacking you know yeah. you're stealing cars and you're you're messing with people on the street and like you're you can log into their phones and take their money or you can mess with them and shit like you know call the cops
1: on them for being
0: yeah like whatever like there's then and the skill tree is you know cool whatever um what i'm what i'm digging about it this time around is i actually really like the story yeah the story is good it's brighter it's more funny like the humor is like through the roof like there's a whole sequence where you're like this one actor who's clearly tom cruise like they're picking <laughs> they pick on like real life Scientology. a lot yeah. yeah there's like a google ripoff and yeah, called noodle right? yeah and then you've got so the it's Tom like Cruise GTA guy. Five, yeah. And then you've got you've got this. Uh, they're doing this Night Rider t- style like movie that the Tom Cruise characters in, and like you end up like not, this isn't a spoiler by any means because it doesn't kill any of the story, but you end up having to steal the Night Rider card. Kit use as an example, yeah.
2: What's it called in the game? I don't remember. <clears throat> Car.
0: I I have very bad. Uh, what's the term? <laughs> Uh, memory. Not just memory, but just like the ability, like when I read or short-term see, recall comprehension. Comprehension, yeah, yeah. I have awful comprehension, which yeah. is why I don't read books. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but there's this whole sequence. You have to steal the car from the movie studio, and then you and your hacker buddies like reprogram it, and then just go on this remote-controlled driving spree through the entire city with explosions and shit going on. And it's fucking hilarious. That's like, cool is. The whole game is full of all kinds of great humor, little quips here and there that like butt in and like it it's just it's it's way more fun than the last one. And I I don't necessarily again, like, it plays a lot similarly in terms of mechanics, but the story is what sets it apart. And that may be enough to interest people more. And it's doing well from what I can tell. Yeah.
1: And I think I think it just takes itself a lot less seriously than the first game did. And it
0: should, because the first game was way too serious. I mean, the main storyline of the first one was, like, the dude's daughter or his his niece was, like, murdered or some shit, and he's, like, hunting down the killers or something. Of course. Again, I don't really remember, because I gave up playing, because it was that bad. Yeah. But this one... I'm enjoying... And and I feel like I can go away and come back to this game like I have been. Like, I haven't been playing it every single night. Like, I take breaks and play other shit and then come back to it. And, like, I feel like I can do that with this one.
2: To me, uh, the setting seems more interesting, too. Because Chicago has been used a lot. And uh, San Francisco, I can only think of Driver was in San Francisco, I think. That's the only game I can think of that was based there. Yeah, I don't know
0: any other ones. But this... And there's... They added a graffiti element similar to um, Infamous Second Son, but not because you go around and you put up graffiti, but you don't get to control it. Oh, like you don't you did. get to spray yeah, it. Yeah, like that. That's one of the coolest things I've ever done in the game. Was being able to like shake the can and yep. spray the paint using yeah. the, the dual shot controller. controller. Yeah, sideways. like that was cool. Yeah. You don't do that in this one. You just kind of choose the location, like hit OK, and then you the guy puts up you know puts up your image, and it's a done deal. Yeah,
2: um, it's like tagging stuff in Team Fortress. Yeah, essentially, Just hit T.
0: But it's a little bit longer process than tagging stuff in Team Fortress. But yeah, it's like there. It, there's lots of shit to do, tons of stuff to do all over the entire game. Uh, again, it's a lot like Grand Theft Auto. You're buying new outfits and things, and like for no reason. You know, my dude looks like a total pimp right now because that's just how I decked him out. Um, there is the opportunity to have other players invade your game, which I don't really want to do that because I don't like. I just want to play the game, like fucking Dark Souls. Game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like they ruin your other fun. hackers can come in and mess with your shit, like while mm. you're playing the story or whatever you're doing. It tells you when someone's in the game, like it has. Yeah. It's all a whole color scheme of purple is like when other players come into your game and you can like mess with them and shit too. Um, but yeah, I haven't really experimented with that at all. But it's a fun game. I'm enjoying it. I really like it. I think other people again if you if you like grand Theft Auto style games, like you will enjoy it as well. The driving is a little bit clunky, it doesn't really feel clean, um but neither did grand Theft Auto until you like upgrade all your driving ability, yeah, which there is no like upgradable driving ability in this, so cool, but, yeah, it's cool, I like it uh I wouldn't necessarily say. It's a must-have, but if you like games of that nature, you will enjoy it. There is a stealth component, too, which is kind of cool because you can get, like, a quadricopter, like, a little drone, and then you can get, like, a little two-wheel... Uh RC car thing that you can use to like invade spaces and shit, which take is expo- rad. Uh,
1: explosives inside and yeah, blow them well
0: up. go go and you can drop bombs from it yeah. or you can tag enemies. You know, like you That's would normally cool. tag them in an Ubisoft game. So <laughs> yeah, it's again, it's, it's very yeah, it's, it's very it's very Ubisoft, but it's 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 done really well. It looks pretty, uh, a little bit jagged on the edges. You know, like some anti-aliasing could have really done some for it, but uh, overall
2: probably looks better on the PS4 Pro.
0: Yes, so it's possible. Probably looks
2: better on PS4 in
3: general. It probably does. I uh, got an Xbox. Because
0: <laughs> everybody else plays games on Xbox now, so I figured like, if I'm going to play games and I play on Xbox, I can talk to my friends. That's do, fine. Do hood shit with my friends. Anyways. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that's all I've played. Cool. Pretty enjoyable. Let's do this. Alright, so. In celebration of our 50th episode, we are going to talk about 50 games we think all gamers should play. Again, this is our opinion. You may have a differing opinion. Be sure to send in feedback expressing that differing opinion. If so, if you agree with us, let us know. We want to hear from you. Yep. Um, I'm going to start off here. I got Super Mario Three for the Nintendo Entertainment System. I think this is this was probably like when platformers got great. You yeah. know, like platformer games like in the early ages of consoles. Super Super Mario. 3, Three was awesome.
1: It was a relatively easy thing to make. Yeah, so it was within the wheelhouse
2: at the time, and and also it was. But it was a
0: huge game too. Yeah. There was a lot going on in that game, and it took a while. Like if you yeah, didn't speed you, run, if you it, go like,
2: through every level, yeah, it, it's a long game, and it's fun.
0: A lot of fun.
2: It's I'm, difficult too. <laughs> I, I realize it's my. That,
1: that's probably my favorite Mario game, and I think a lot of it is because of the overworld, the yeah. world map. And I'm realizing that's something important to me for some reason, which will World come math. up later. Yeah,
2: so <laughs> right on, cool, Brian. Day of the Tentacle. I think whether you like adventure point-and-click adventure games or not, you should play that game. It's mm-hmm. just for sure. It's hilarious. The puzzles are challenging enough for the average person, but not too hard. So, um, yeah, it's just awesome. And
0: it it's funny. It, yeah. and there's yeah, a recently really made funny.
2: remaster available for it, it holds to up well I mean that's yeah. important to me like I've played all of the LucasArts adventure games multiple times and I, it, that might not even be my favorite but I think it's the one that everybody should play yeah I think I think it's my favorite out of the ones that I have played
1: for sure oh and we should say Super Mario 3 was a game that was on several of our lists that we yep. put together so comes recommended by all of us Day of the Tentacle. I think we could. Most of these games, I think we can all agree on. But Super Mario Three was one that was actually on everybody's list, or was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my first game, I'm I'm gonna hop around a little bit on my on my list here. Uh, Metal Gear Solid for PlayStation One. Um,
0: that was on my list, but I took it off before we talked about the keeping things on.
1: Oh, okay. It's uh it's a remarkable video game. It's. Hideo Kojima's genius at work and uh and I think it's it, it it's not necessarily that well aged um but I think it's still a very interesting experience that everybody should check out and um and I think it's a very important game in the pantheon of stealth games and the pantheon of action games uh so yeah
0: Can I confess something about yeah. that game? Yeah. Uh in my perverted teenage mind I don't know how many times I did that little trick where you can go in and out of the, uh, the vent in order yeah. to see Marilyn her underwear. You had to do so much work to do it, though. <laughs> yeah, but when It was worth it to When John, I was like 12, John. 13 or yeah. whatever, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Well, and the other thing... How about, many other video game babes <laughs> can you see in their underwear? There's so many. many little
1: Easter eggs and things hidden in the game, like the Psychonauts poster and Otacon's yeah. lab and the PlayStation that's on the... On the table in there the fact that you have to that the video game itself refers to the case that the game came in for an element of it
0: or that it reads your memory card it's it's like, fantastic.
1: Yeah, Psychomantis is yeah. like, "Oh, I see that you like sweet coding." That, that was the <laughs> first time I, I had
0: played a game of that nature, yeah. like one that was so meta, you know.
1: That game fucking scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it was pretty anytime, anytime that that during the Psychomantis fight that it cuts to black and it puts Hideo up on the screen, it used to scare me so much. Even though it's it's, it's supposed part to of the fucking game. It's supposed to make you think that like you accidentally switched inputs or something yeah. like that. <laughs> it's it's a fantastic. Well, well I you think have to use an
2: extra controller. That, yeah, that was. I think that too. was a play on getting
0: you to understand that you needed to switch inputs on the system. Yeah, with like you know, using visual cues like that. Like if you, you yeah. to change shit up.
1: Because uh, yeah, there's two ways to beat him. You can either destroy the heads on all of the uh, statues in yep. his office, or you can, uh, and then he won't be able to predict when you're shooting at him. Or you can switch your controller over to the second port, and then he can't read your mind.
2: Well, I admit I have not played that game, but I wish I had. It's fantastic. You should
0: pick up a GameCube and get the remastered of Solid One and Two. And Gojo and
1: I will disagree with you.
0: Real- I'm just saying that because they, it it's plays better. And he can he can play them.
1: It plays better, but I think the PlayStation version is, version is the one that you should play. And you could gotcha. get it you could get it easily on your Vita TV that you own. Oh
0: yeah, I forgot oh, about that. Yeah, I forgot about that too. Cool. Uh, I'm going to keep going down my list yep. in order. Ninja Gaiden on NES. That You want to talk about a really difficult platformer? This was like Dark Souls before it was Dark Souls.
2: <laughs> I before know like the, the newer 3D one on Xbox was really hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, even that's the thing. The platformer, the ones oh, God,
0: originally were... They were so hard, but they were it was fun, and like that was like your first. Did experience. you finish it? No, not at all. I haven't. I probably have. I've only finished maybe two of the games on this entire list. <laughs> That's finished a finished Super Mario Three. I can you? tell. Yeah, so I finished. I haven't. I can go down my list and tell you. It which gets games really hard to me. I did finish Super Mario Three. I have finished that game. I did not finish Ninja Gaiden at all. I did not finish Metal Gear Solid. I got really far in it, and then there's that one part in Metal Gear Solid where you're running down the stairwell and being chased yeah. by the. Uh, by the guards, and I, I gave up at that point. Um, anyway, so yeah, Ninja Gaiden, NES, really tough game. That's a game where if you can beat that, you can probably beat a whole bunch of other really. You
2: can you games. can accomplish so much in life it's if true. you can beat that. The uh, I remember the, hearing the director
1: of the game saying uh, of the of the Xbox game, which I think was the creator. Yeah. I can't remember if it was or not. But the guy was basically just like, yeah, I had my my, my playtesters playing it, and they told me the game was too hard, so I had to make it harder. <laughs> <laughs> and that's essentially that's the theme of that series. Yeah,
0: because if you're a ninja, you're a badass. It's hard. Should, you should be able to sort I'm that shit sure out. i pretty sure
2: my cousin Jim actually has finished that game. That's awesome. Right on, man. Brian, next. Doom. The original Doom. As much as I loved Doom this year, um, yeah. You wouldn't have Doom. Doom this year without Doom then. Exactly. Yeah. It really it holds a very special place in my heart.
1: Is there any reason you say Doom over Wolfenstein?
2: Because Doom's better. But but why? It it plays better, it it looks better, it sounds better. Okay. It's I just was just better. wondering. Doom
0: two. I prefer Doom Two.
2: I think I prefer Doom Two as well, but I I do really love the super shotgun in Doom Two. Yeah. yeah. Um but and i like the first half of doom 2 but i feel like the levels after a while get to be too big and too open okay and i i prefer the tighter level design of the first the original doom and it has a uh, a more creepy kind of claustrophobic feel to it which i like yeah um yeah, it's just awesome and it holds up well. Like you can play it now and still enjoy it. And that's important to me as far as what I put on this list. I think
0: yeah, I was going to say I think that's like the whole theme of your list is games that can hold up.
2: Yeah, there were games like some of my favorite games of all time I didn't even put on here just because I don't think they hold up as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. My second game. Uh I will go with um Let me just go straight to Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. (laughs) Because Snake Eater, I think, is my favorite game in the series. I think Metal Gear Solid is a very important game overall. I think Snake Eater is just probably the best game in the series. It's got some of the craziest, most insane, most awesome mechanics and boss fights that the whole series has. And um, it's a very cool... It's the third game in the series, and it takes you back to before the original Metal Gear for the Nintendo, or for MSX, came out. And so, kind of the story that it tells is very interesting. Seeing Kojima play around in 1964 instead of the future is a lot of fun as well, and it's just got a lot of awesome mechanics, keeping yourself fed and healed and taking care of wounds and bandages and things like that that you had to do before PlayStation 3 even existed was... It was, a, it was a game on a whole nother level. Yeah. So, your turn.
0: Uh, next on my list is Sonic the Hedgehog. Again, with platformers. The, my first three games are platformers. And okay. I, for the majority of my youth, played a ton of platformer games. Uh, yeah. A ton of them. I mean, my very first video game was Moon Patrol. That's a platformer, <laughs> essentially. If you break it down, I don't even remember on that. Atari twenty six hundred. I actually had okay, that on my list one originally, of the first but then games, I was like, ah, I'm not going to tell anybody. to play One Atari of the first games, games <laughs> I ever
2: played, I guess, is kind of a platformer, Pitfall. But, but they were they were easy. Like <laughs>
0: yeah. they were an easy game to program. You, literally, like the only yeah. mechanics are running and jumping. Like that's it. Like yeah. there wasn't much more than that. I mean, shooting fireballs, power whatever. ups. And Sonic all that. didn't have to shoot any fucking fireballs. You I, know why? Sonic's way more badass. Than I the really baller.
2: enjoyed Sonic. I I've played. Well, I've played the first two all the way through, but yeah. not necessarily the others. I always hear good things about Sonic CD, but I haven't had a chance to I've play I've never that. played it.
0: But yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog is a game I did finish. I've beaten that several times. That is a fun game to play. I, I like the I like how design. fast it is. It's very fast. It's very fun. Uh, the, it's super colorful. Uh, again, this was on Sega Genesis, so well. it was uh, 16-bit, so you had a much better-looking graphic overall. and and aesthetic the music is awesome which i think what's the rumor that michael jackson did the music for one of the sonic games yeah
1: i think it was sonic 3 is the
2: one that that has him yeah
0: so i makes me want to go back and listen to that soundtrack okay you guys were
2: asking me why not doom 2 yeah um i have to ask you why not sonic 2 sonic 2 is better because
0: sonic was (laughs) the game that launched with the genesis yeah and that was like the first game I played on Genesis. And we
1: and we never we never owned
2: a copy of Sonic we Two. Didn't. We didn't. I Sonic. actually traded away my Barney Barney that's game really, to get Sonic Two. Yeah, that's pretty sad because I've I don't know how many hours I played the versus mode, we, the race mode. Yeah, and I don't, no, it's, it's great. So- Cool. Playing
0: as Sonic and Tails is awesome. And then Sonic and Knuckles was a fantastic game. Sonic too. and Knuckles
1: was the. We had Sonic and then we had
2: Sonic and Knuckles. But if Those you were, were going to play game. one Sonic game, you would play this. Yeah, okay. I would.
0: It, it, to introduce yourself to the series, for sure. All right. but Just because it is it is literally like the core mechanics of the game. Like, True. it is what yeah. makes Sonic Sonic.
1: And compared to Mario, the speed of a Sonic game is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's it great.
0: Unless you're speedrunning Mario. Yeah. You know, holding yeah. down the B button the whole time, which yeah. is possible, but even then, like Sonic the, is still faster. <laughs> the thing about Sonic is, like, you get rolling and then you hit the down key, and then you're fucking flying as like a ball. You yeah. know, yeah. like
2: if I remember correctly, in the second game is that's when they added could, that the, they speed the speed rush. Yeah, yeah. At, yep. at, yeah, you could launch. Place. Yeah, mm-hmm. the launch.
0: Yeah. So Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog.
2: Yeah. Good choice. Thank you. You're up. Oh, um, <laughs> Starcraft. The original StarCraft. I really enjoyed StarCraft 2, but I feel like StarCraft holds up well enough. And uh, I've never played it. <laughs> Me neither. I think everybody should give it a try. Yeah, I've Whether always you wanted play RTSs to. or not. I
0: mean, like, uh, I've only really been into one true RTS, and it's on my
2: list. We'll get. To I later. would, yeah. Well, I would recommend this over Warcraft or Warcraft Two or Warcraft Three, just because I think the story is. Really good, and it's actually a, a bit more accessible. Than yeah,
1: playing and, and for all intents and purposes, people know that I prefer science fiction over swords and sandals. Yeah. So I should probably it's like love StarCraft. Compared it's kind to, of a
2: gritty sci-fi, like akin did to you like say Swords and Sandals. Yeah, it's more akin to like a Firefly kind of sci-fi than anything, which is awesome. How like, is that
0: not like a tabletop RPG, <laughs> Swords and Sandals? That's just
2: what
1: uh, that's what they refer to things like. Game of Thrones and Spartacus on TV. Yeah, you know stuff th- I don't watch. That kind of fantasy instead right. of All sci-fi. Right.
2: Well, I'm done with that.
1: Okay, congratulations.
0: Um, yeah, I didn't play Starcraft, so I can't really comment on
2: it. I just yeah. know a lot of people love it. It's yeah, I mean, it spawned a whole competitive it gaming. Was, yeah, it was probably too. one of the
0: first competitive games. People
2: still play it competitively. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh I will I'm and I'm hopping around my list. I'm trying to go somewhat chronologically, but that didn't happen with Snake Eater. So Beyond Oasis is a game for Sega Genesis. It is for all intents and purposes a Zelda clone. It is the Zelda for Genesis. Yeah. And uh it, but it's great.
0: Fucking rules.
1: It's uh it, the the thing about it that, that I don't think Sonic really had is that you could like pick up weapons off of enemies, which is awesome. kind okay, or yeah, Zelda, not Sonic. There's bombs and crossbows and swords and daggers and axes.
2: uh,
0: Yeah, you you had elemental summons of some kind. Are they like genies or something like that? Uh, Not
1: quite.
0: Do you have to jerk off a lamp to get them to come out
3: or whatever?
1: No. You you have an amulet on your (laughs) arm. Oh, that's what it was, the amulet on your arm. And the amulet, you you shoot like a ball of energy at water to summon Ditto or at fire to summon Ifrit. And then there's a plant guy and a shadow shadow guy guy, as well. And they all had different things to help you traverse the world. And uh, it's very cool. If you haven't played it, I would definitely check that's, it out.
0: That's one of those games that like, I couldn't really play, but I watched you and I watched Andy play it a lot, too. Yeah,
1: and it's it's a very fun game. There's also a sequel out for Sega Saturn that I own, but I have never played that much. Uh, so I, it's... It's a really cool game, especially if you like Zelda type games. It's 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 a pretty blatant ripoff, but it's a really cool game. Yeah,
0: top down RPG platformer sort of whatever. Yeah. Good game, yep. for sure. Fun to watch. Totally. Uh next on my list is Shining Force. Those of you not uh familiar, Shining Force is a turn based tactical strategy RPG for Genesis. It is also available on iOS, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yes it is. Hmm.
0: Uh, Maybe I love I could play I, it. Then. you should, and it's mm-hmm. probably like five dollars. It's worth it. It's yeah. it is, it, it, it's what introduced me to the the turn based tactical RPG, and that's what that is what I prefer in terms of tactical strategy games as opposed to the real time strategy games. I like the turn based ones because it gives me more time to think. Um, me too. And
1: interestingly, it's kind of the blatant rip off of Fire Emblem. Yeah, which I'm realizing we are into because we had the Sega system. We didn't necessarily have right. the Super <laughs> Nintendo's and the yeah, NES, no. regardless of the fact that Fire Emblem didn't come out until like right ten years ago. But
0: but um, Shining Force is this. I I beat I did beat this one. Yep. Wow. I, I beat this. Uh, it is a ton of fun it's what got me into like japanese anime style of art uh it's one of those games where your characters evolve over time and i think that's awesome like they actually change forms as you progress in the game they, yeah. they you start have to off promote them yeah you do promote them you start off as these like young little whippersnappers like who join up in this rebellious army to like fight the empire very star wars esque. yeah and you eventually become these hardened warriors towards the end of the game, and you become way more badass, and you become emotionally attached to the characters, and when you finally get to the end and you beat it, you're just like, holy shit, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, Shining Force is definitely a game I think everyone should play.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Next. Well, Fully.
2: my game kind of ties into what you are talking about, how you feel attached to characters and stuff. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. That is a fantastic game. Yes, and I I definitely made some serious choices that cost the life of at, at least one of my characters in that game, and <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it's really cool when a game can make you like feel for the characters like that, and yeah, uh, yeah it had an awesome story, it was just fun, it feels very Star Wars, which yeah. is great, mm-hmm. if you like Star Wars, then you should, <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I, I was skeptical before it came out because it wasn't going to have anything to do with any of the Star Wars stuff that I was used to. Yeah, because
1: it takes place in the past, like yeah, way in the past, before just, the prequels. They did
2: such a great job, and the the way it, it deals with the light and the dark choices, and it's, yeah, classic Bioware game when they're in their prime yeah. or getting to be in their prime.
1: I actually prefer KOTOR 2.
2: I have only played part of that one. I had technical issues Pretty much issues everybody has,
1: because it was released unfinished, well, basically. Uh, but they've restored it now. Yeah,
2: it, it works pretty well now, from what I understand.
1: I have not gone back and played it since they restored the final like quarter of the game. So I should go back and yeah. do that.
2: I, I will probably eventually play through that one. I liked it a lot. But, uh, yeah. Cool.
1: Moving on. Uh, my game, and the reason that I started skipping around, the top of my list started with Shining Force 2. Yeah. I prefer Shining Force 2 mostly because I think it was the first one that I played, but also it has a world map. Oh, You traverse a world map, it's got towns for you to go and visit. Because the first one does not. The first one is just battles, a lot like Fire Emblem. And it wasn't until this last Fire Emblem that came out like two years ago or last year that they started putting in like towns and stuff like that. Right. Which is interesting. But uh, pretty much everything John said. Getting to see your characters grow and promoting them into, like, these stronger classes was always very cool. And
0: there were characters that, like, worked together yep. in two, yep. which was awesome.
1: And the uh, the other thing about it was that I, obviously, like, I think I might have told the, this story this in the This game taught Alex how to read. Yeah, this this is the game in that I <laughs> learned how to read because Andy and John would let me play it. And then I could, it's a very text-heavy game. So when uh, I couldn't read it, I would say, what does this say? And then Andy and John would say, well, it says you died, so it's my turn now and then i but i knew they were fucking with me so then i asked my mom to teach me how to read so that i could play video games see video games can teach you things they can they can but also i was so young that andy i used to have to have andy put in the code for me so that i could control yeah, the control the monsters control the monsters and i still loved the game even though there was no challenge yeah. to it like i would just go and play the game and And destroy all the monsters on the battlefield. And and
0: I never thought about it until now, but that would be an awesome way like you could play that game with another person like handing the controller back oh, yeah. and forth and I never. why did we never do I don't that? know that you, guys, been,
3: you guys were assholes. Yeah.
0: that would have been, so <laughs> been so great Typical
3: so many
1: somebody put a shower thought on Reddit that was like I would really as a father, I would really enjoy mm. a game where player two helps by mashing buttons. <laughs> Which is a genius idea. That's brilliant. Yeah. But anyway, Shining Force Two. It's great. Uh, I prefer it to the first one. They're both fantastic games. Yeah. So, All
0: right. I had to move my list around. I don't know if you noticed that, but I I, I saw you doing something. Buddy. Yeah, I was. I'm trying to make things chronologically sound. Um, I
1: I just didn't. I didn't want to talk about Shining Force Two before you talked about Shining Force.
0: No, that's so. cool. Uh, so next on my list is Warcraft Two: Tides of Darkness, which I just today remembered thanks to Alex. Great saying, game. That, that's that was the, the name subtitle. Of it, yeah. yeah, Warcraft 2 It's a fucking great game. It's I'm not again, I'm not a huge fan of these real-time strategy games, but Warcraft 2 was a total game changer in the realm of real-time strategy. Yeah. I remember this game came out and then all of a sudden everybody was like Command and Conquer and like whatever the hell else rolled out around the same time. There were a few other strategy games that came out and everybody was like these are just as good as Warcraft. And I was like, no they fucking aren't because no. Warcraft you get to be these fucking dwarven Orcs, Funk- the, yeah. the, the, the Dwarven Dynamite oh, Team, yeah. yep. or Explosives Team. And then, oh, man. it's Everything about Warcraft 2 is the shit. And then uh, being able to create your own levels and things. And, like, I made a lot of friend. levels for that game. Yeah, so did we. It we was used so to, much fun. I, Tom and I used to play it all the time online. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah
2: we, I used to play dial-up games a lot.
0: Yep. So, Warcraft 2. And that's this is a game that we all... Um, have on our list i think or two of
2: us do at least i do yeah, yeah. I had the, it on uh, the only reason i didn't put that like i said i feel like starcraft is still like more playable nowadays yeah.
1: warcraft 2 doesn't really have that much of a story to it like it, it does, does but oh, no, it's there's not. a finish the whole thing that's the thing Plus, i i was it beyond the
2: dark portal is i did
0: finish did? i did finish warcraft 2 i beat it but only because i cheated because i wanted to know what was happening in the story yeah I I wanted to follow the story more than I wanted to play the actual game. If if you've played point, all the way then, through
2: that game, you would be more invested in the new movie that we it's True. just Wh- whatever. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> sorry to be Next. Uh, where am I? Oh, yeah. After Super Mario 3. Yes. <laughs> um The jumping, Elder Scrolls jumping forward into The, the future. Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. Um I had a difficult time picking one of the Elder Scrolls games, but uh, I, think I feel like the right one. I feel like, yeah, the it has one of the coolest uh, settings, and it's just it's very accessible mm-hmm. compared to some of the other Elder Scrolls games, which can be rough. Absolutely. Like, I think Morrowind's World was more interesting, but Morrowind does not hold up as well. Yeah. No,
0: I, I downloaded that and modded the shit out of it to make it playable and it still wasn't very playable. <laughs> I
2: tried to start Oblivion after playing Skyrim and I could not do it.
0: Because it's hard as Oblivion,
2: I've, I think I've actually put more hours into Oblivion than Skyrim. But well, you haven't put in more hours than go Because Di, so. of the uh, the storylines and stuff. Yeah. But um, Skyrim's just great. It's, it's an improvement on, on most fronts in that game. Yeah. And... Uh, that game style, and I don't know, I think everyone should play it. I think it's, even if, I've known people that don't even really like video games that have played the game and like it, so.
0: I I think it's a game that kind of, like, transcended the genre of an RPG in general, because, like, not just people who didn't like games, but people who were, like, adamantly against playing RPGs loved playing Skyrim. Yeah. Cause well, it was and I, huge, and it was one of, well, and at this point in my life, when Skyrim came out, like, everybody smoked pot. So like, <laughs> they'd get super ripped. <laughs> And they would just sit and play Skyrim for like twelve hours straight, and they'd be covered in Cheeto dust and Mountain Dew bottles. (laughs) And they would get up from that game because they never got up for twelve hours. But it was that sort of game where, like, you could this Skyrim's that game where, like, you could just put it on and, like, you'd have people around like watching you play, and you could just play it. There's
2: definitely like full days that i
1: played I, that game yeah you know? i have some really fond memories of playing it in the complete darkness with it snowing <laughs> outside when the first time that it came out i remember that and hearing the hearing the music of the world while it was snowing like i'm thinking about it right now and i'm getting emotional about it because that's how cool it was to me it was just awesome having it like snow in the game and
2: it's also yeah. snowing. alex's dragonborn tears
3: yes absolutely
2: I, I have a soft spot for any games that involve snow for some reason yeah I just like snow yeah. a lot. And movies. Right on. All right. Uh, my snow nice and
1: movies
0: or snow in movies? In movies. Okay. So you and really games. love Snow Day? And Elf.
2: I like Elf a lot. Elf it's one of my favorite funny. Christmas movies. Snow Day is a Nickelodeon movie. you haven't seen Snow Day. Maybe okay. It's I got like snow it. in it. You Probably might not, like it though. I didn't like the Nickelodeon <laughs> channel when I was a kid, even. <laughs> Did they have that back then? The Thing. The Thing has a lot of snow. (laughs) It was in black and white, but they had it. There's
0: a lot of snow in The Thing.
2: Yeah, that's true. The Thing is awesome. The Shining is awesome.
1: Yeah. I'm actually crying now. Um, So, (laughs) uh, Shadow of the Colossus is my next game. Uh, What, what? as i said earlier uh and the last guardian is not shadow of the colossus it's got some stuff in it but it's a very it's very unique it and eco are two very different games and um it's a very beautiful exploration without really needing much language to it the story itself is just very interesting the idea that you're going around and finding all of these colossi to battle and they're essentially the only living thing in the world other than you and your horse. There's a there's a moment of bittersweet after you kill each one where there's this kind of orchestral score that kind of sweeps in and it just makes you think about like a little bit of the loneliness that these colossi experience experience and also the fact that you have now just eradicated something living from the world.
2: It's extinct.
1: Yeah, and then not to mention that the completely different mechanics across all of them that you need to figure out, the puzzles that all of these colossi are, while also being huge, gigantic boss battles, it's a very unique game, and and everybody should check it out.
2: It's definitely been on my... I have not played it. It's been on my list of things I... Absolutely want to play think, for a long time.
1: I think the progression of Eco to Shadow of the Colossus to The Last Guardian is a very good progression, and I think that's how everybody should play those games. So if you ever do go back, I would say start with Eco.
3: Okay.
1: Just because I would want you to play that game and blame it for the control issues and then get over it for Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> so, John?
0: I have Diablo, the first one, yeah. as my next game. This game... Um, it's creepy. It's super creepy. <laughs> it has amazing music, great voice acting, an intriguing yeah. story.
2: Man, that music so good.
0: It was one of the first games I played that had the new game plus sort of uh, mechanic mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. And, plus the
2: dungeons were random.
0: Yeah. Procedurally generated dungeons. Um, what else do I want to say about this game? The art style. All everything about this game was great. Uh, the book I remember taking the book from Diablo, and I still have it. And drawing every single drawing in that book to the best of my ability at the time, which yep. was awful at the time. <laughs> um, but that th- this game was so much to me as a gamer, and I think it's one of those games that everybody needs to play. Yeah, I, I
1: wish I had played more of it, which is why I was really excited when I heard that it was coming to Diablo 3, essentially. Even though it's really not. Yeah. Because uh, you
0: can't really play it anymore unless you emulate your system.
1: Yeah, and I, I would essentially get to the point where you fight the Butcher, which is the first right. boss in the, the game. the Butcher Sometimes, And I was always... Depending
0: I, on how the dungeons played out, that yeah. could yeah. be the first.
1: I was always some kind of rogue that had a bow and arrow, yep. and I would just... Shoot at it through like the gates or whatever that were in front of, and I never actually would kill it, and I never got any further than that because I was too afraid to fight it head on. Yeah. So
0: and well, if you were the rogue fighting him head on, was kind of a bad idea. A, yeah. So mm-hmm.
1: it was. It's a. It's a very cool game. Though. But
0: that was part of what promoted the new game plus is like if you played as a rogue, you could level up your rogue to the point where it could take you those could take things. On, yeah. And that was
1: Diablo was like the first. Was that like the first real isometric dungeon crawler?
0: No. Wasn't uh what was the other one? Shit, I can't remember games right now. I, I mean, don't, I don't think so. But it was the one that that more or less popularized it.
1: Yeah, it so, might
2: be is- isometric. Obviously, not the first dungeon crawler yeah, type yeah. thing. There's Gauntlet and stuff like and that. You could go back to like, I don't know,
1: Rogue, yeah.
0: Ultima.
3: Yeah,
1: that's true. But in terms of like well, the that, isometric yeah. style, I think th- I think that was a very uh, obviously it still persisted through Diablo three. And, and other games as well. So it's. it's but at very the time
0: too, it was a great looking game. Yeah. Like it, it, you know, it wasn't three D. It didn't have like realistic graphics necessarily, but it looked awesome.
1: Plus the inventory management, it was like you got a game of Tetris
2: inside your Diablo yeah. all the time. Yeah, that was fun. Cool. Mm-hmm. I love that game.
0: Anyways, moving along.
2: Mass Effect, another RPG, another BioWare game. But it's just so good not it, like a full it's, rpg but it's a modern bioware game I, I have to go with the first mass effect just because it, it just kind of blew my mind at the time because That's it fair. looked so amazing and just the music and the world and the fact that it felt like all your choices mattered and mm-hmm. some of them did <laughs> 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 um it, and uh I feel like if you're going to play Mass Effect, you should play all of them, and you should start with the first one. Yeah. It's arguable that two or three might be better. Two's a better game. But, It yeah. doesn't have the Mako yeah. on it. But, A-plus. yes, it doesn't have, like, the crazy exploration. The, ma- the Mako may be a piece of shit. It's garbage. But it's so much fun, too. No, it's not.
1: <laughs> you know how many fucking times I hit that button to jump, and it just... Pushed me off of where I needed to yeah, be. That was great. It was so... Oh, God.
0: Funny story. Uh, I lent my copy out to someone. I'm not going to name names. But when I got it back, it was clearly used as a blunt rolling tray. <laughs> <laughs> because the entire cover was covered in like resin and like all kinds of stuff. That's stupid. Marijuana byproduct. I think I,
1: did you, it was that after you lent it to me. I don't remember. Cuz I think I played your copy of the first one.
0: But I just, the case And I did not roll any blunts on the copy. somebody did. <laughs> the, and I know who it was is yeah. the thing and that's totally acceptable and I'm not I don't condone I don't I don't not condone that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right? It, it has okay. its uh, I will admit that you game has its problems. You can roll on
0: any of my game cases if you want. I don't care. They're just game cases. But clearly somebody was rolling blunts and playing Mass Effect (laughs) because... Like, that's a good game to get stoned to. I yeah, suppose. yeah,
2: totally. I, I was that music. Mass yeah.
1: Effect Two was going to be on my list because I, I just think all around I think the mechanics work a lot better. I think they found their way a little bit more. Yeah, that's what game. I was about to say. But is, I but I do agree that if you're going to play a Mass Effect game, you should start at the beginning and play all three. The,
2: the yeah, the mechanics definitely work better as the series progresses. The yeah. third one works even better than the second one, as far as that goes. But yeah, but I think the the second one has the power of story in it more so than the. The third one does well, i think the, it's more satisfying honestly i think the first one is has the better story out of all three though i disagree but um yeah it's just it's still playable though i've played through mass effect three times three and a half times yeah. the first one i played through the second one twice and the third one almost twice so i know they're replayable and right. they're still playable now yeah,
1: definitely John, we should probably just talk about this one together, seeing as how it's next up for both <laughs> of us. Or no, you have one more, I guess. So yeah. I'll take it first. Okay. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, or no, that wasn't next for me, but I'll take it anyway. Yeah, we can talk. Fuck Let's you, just John. talk about it. Uh, it's Holy a lot, shit. It's a lot of Metroid, but it's awesome. It's one of my favorite games of all time. And me too. I know it like the back of my hand. I can... I can it's one of those games that I can essentially speed run because of how well I know it.
0: And everyone's mind gets blown when they figure out there's two fucking castles. Yeah. I can't there's so many people what? that finish the first castle and they're like, Game's done. Yeah. All right. And I'm like, nope. No, you fucking idiot. There's a whole other castle and it's upside down filled with worse monsters. Oh yeah.
1: The fucking thing that's just a bunch of bodies.
0: Oh, God, yeah. That's the best. Yeah.
1: The music's sweet, I remember. The music's
0: incredible in that game. Mu- yeah, absolutely. I, I, I haven't... You could say
1: that about most of the games that we've talked... Like, I think all of the games that we've talked about have had some kind of memorable music in it, but Symphony of the Night, the whole soundtrack is... Fantastic.
0: Oh, and just when you climb into the clock tower and that
2: metal riff starts ripping, yep. like oh man. I played like the uh <laughs> a bit of the Xbox one, like the re release. Oh it's it's flawless. And uh, yeah. I yeah.
0: You can play it now. But I haven't
2: I don't own it. You can download it you it's can download backwards the re release. It's backwards
0: compatible on Ooh. your on your Xbox one. Yep. It's great. And, and everybody should play it.
1: Yeah. That game is fantastic. It's,
0: it has there's so, the initial I hear the dialogue's really good oh, it's, 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 it's awesome. terrible but <laughs> so it's fantastic
1: What is a man <laughs> is that all intact in the Xbox yeah version? dude okay good it's amazing because I know that they, they, they
0: redid it on, on the on Game the, Boy Advance or whatever
1: no it was on the PSP you could play uh, you could play the, the game that came Bloodlines yeah you could or no
0: Castlevania X or something Dracula X Chronicles I yeah think. So, I that's don't know. what it was but it,
1: they, you could play it uh, after you beat that game and and they redid all of the stuff, but it does have Maria as a playable character. In yeah. It, so
0: you steal men's souls and make <laughs> them your slaves. It's awful. It's but terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, that game's amazing, and it's just the amount of content in it, like all the different sets of armor you can get, all the different swords and weapons, yeah. and just Specials, the, little,
1: the swords that have special abilities. Yeah, and the
0: secret areas, the magic spells, like there, it, it is it again a platformer game. One that I have completed, and I love that game and front to back.
1: There's a lot of like cool, weird mythology about it too, because that game has uh, the Saturn version of that game, which only came out in Japan. Nocturne has, in the Moonlight. Noc- yeah, Dracula X Nocturne in the Moonlight has areas that this new that the that the American version does not, but you can actually access part of one of those areas in the US version if you do yeah. some really weird stuff in the game. Like not like game breaking stuff, not like just hidden things. So right, gotcha. I love the mythology around the game too. I it's just awesome.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Sweet. Uh next on my list uh Pokemon red and blue for Game Boy. That that was like when that game came out I don't remember who took us. I think it was Dad. Isn't
2: that two games? Dad it, it's
0: totally the same did. game. Dad, <laughs> yeah. Dad took Tom and I to game... It was Babbage's, Babbage's. at Oakland Mall. Oh, yeah. oh man. And Babbage's. Yeah. And That's Tom and I bought... Tom bought the blue version. I bought the red version. And we literally stayed up for 24 hours straight and beat the game. <laughs> and and yeah. then went back and started collecting all the Pokemon. Yeah, and I like, got really butthurt
2: about it. So then Dad took me to go buy it. And yeah. I got the blue version and Nate got the red one. <laughs> right. <laughs> I haven't ever played a real Pokemon game, so I don't really know what the draw is. To be honest, it's just a it's, turn, great.
0: it's a turn-based RPG where you get to run around and collect monsters. There's, it's literally there's, like
1: uh, there's 150 potential party members in the game. Your your,
0: your main character is what 12, something like 13. that. 13. It was yeah. literally the dream life that you wish you had as a kid at that time. Like you just wanted to be the kid who like. You hit bar mitzvah age, and you get to go out and you spend all your bar mitzvah money on pokeballs <laughs> and collect monsters and own That's them, great. and then fight them against. It was it was it was basically dog fighting for kids. I'd like to know that
1: <laughs> John and I are not Jewish, so I don't know why he had a bar mitzvah and I didn't. I didn't but have a mitzvah I'm just mitzvah. kidding.
0: But I could but he wishes he
1: did, how, so he could have spent all the money to catch pokeballs. Keep hearing about how Pokemon. amazing they are, and I really wish I would have had one. <laughs> yeah no pokemon red and blue is they're great plus i mean
0: how long did it take them to bring those games to america it took fucking forever
1: it took a while yeah
0: and and they finally did and and look at it now i mean look at what pokemon's become well i mean it's a lifestyle
2: nintendo for you there are people who dress up like pokemon catch on it's true or pokemon trainers yeah so yeah it's a great game cool next I hate to take this from Alex, because I think he's more excited about it than I yeah, am. Yeah, but, but I'm okay. I, the Witness I can talk about is it, too. awesome, and it's a mind-blowing experience, to it's say the least. It's a very unique game. And it's, yeah, it's just, anybody should play it, gamer or not. It's just, it's easy to play, but it's difficult to think your way through. <laughs> and there's also, like, very unobvious
1: story beats in it yeah. that are also very interesting to listen to.
2: Yeah, it's just, it's it's beautiful, too. It's just, it's a great puzzle game, and everybody should play it. Yeah. And I don't know, do you want to say anything else about it?
1: No, I have a feeling I will be talking about it again very soon. All right. So I, I don't think I have to say too much, but it is absolutely on this list for me as well. Uh, my next game is, uh, is a game called Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages. Not the most obvious Legend of Zelda game, and surprisingly, the only one that's on our list. To be honest,
2: I have never even heard of that one. Oracle of Ages
1: (laughs) and Oracle of Seasons came out for Game Boy Color simultaneously. Uh, That Game They're both made by Capcom. They're not made by Nintendo. Uh. And the interesting thing about it is that you play through all of Oracle of Ages, and then it gives you a password, and you can go and put it into Oracle of Seasons and play through the rest of the story. That's awesome. And you can also go from seasons to ages and it's a different story. Like it, like things happen differently. Yeah. Um but they're very unique for Zelda games. Um but they feel very much a al- lot they have the DNA of Link's Awakening in them because they are Game Boy Zelda games, but they also have cool uh time related mechanics with the you have like a harp that you can play ages songs on that take you back to the past and there's also the seasons rod which changes the seasons of the of the world in order to allow you to pass through certain parts of the world that are maybe frozen in the winter or things like that
0: how do you make the seasons change with the seasons rod
1: i don't know but i'm not gonna indulge in your fantasies with it. But anyway, it's great. Both of those games are available on the 3DS Virtual Console, and you should pick them both up because uh, they're fantastic.
0: Sweet. Um, <clears throat> oh, we did Castlevania. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. That game changed my life.
1: Yep. It was, was going to be on my list, but. Uh, you knew that John, would, I knew would John was going to put yeah. it on his list.
0: I. Every magazine ad that came out or magazine cover, I drew in my sketchbook and was obsessed with the character design. And I pre-ordered the game and still own the t-shirt that Mm -hmm. came with it. Yeah, you do. That has Cloud Strife on the back. (laughs) The t-shirt's worth like $150. Yeah. And I love it. And Final Fantasy VII, I never actually finished on my own. Part of the issue being is that was the first Squaresoft game that was pushed to PC. Yeah. And the Josephs played it, and I watched Pete beat the game. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, I guess I don't really ever have to beat it because now I know what happens." Because <laughs> I literally got to that point in the story where I could finish it, yeah. and I was like, "I want to make this easy." So I went around grinding and like doing all the you other. Let's cool go fight stuff the other, do. like the
1: ultimate weapons. Yeah, take things.
0: care of the weapons and stuff. And and I don't even think Pete actually beat it. I think he was just flipping through the FMV files like that came <laughs> in the game. That's sounds and like we a Pete thing to We do. watched the ending of the game, and I was like, "Well, the story's ruined. I guess I'm over <laughs> it." Like.
2: I thought you but didn't care about spoilers.
0: I, at the time, I did. Yeah. I suppose. Is that
2: what spoiled spoilers for you? Yeah, that could be
3: it.
0: No, <laughs> I think it was the Dexter thing that did.
2: I would argue
1: I feel like you. I don't know that this podcast with you would exist without Final Fantasy VII.
0: Probably not. Yeah. This game changed me into a game nerd. Yep. It made me a whole different monster. And I love everything about it, particularly the art style. Yeah, I, I think the art's amazing. I think Yoshitaka Amano's like concept art for the game is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of his concept art for all of the Final Fantasy games is beautiful, but yeah. particularly uh, I like Seven because I was so attached to the characters in the story, um, and it it, uh, it was just it was cool to see Final Fantasy like finally in three D. Yeah. Man. Even though it had pre-rendered backgrounds or whatever, like it was still cool. The overworld was sweet. Being able to go to the you know the golden saucer and like play all the games and it was awesome. And the whole game was great. I'm like burping while talking.
1: <laughs> um, all the music. The music was as amazing. we talked about last yeah. week.
0: It was just it, everything about it was great. Yep, amazing. It was yeah. It was it was am- amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I love it. It and that's like. I liked the Final Fantasy games before this. Like I liked two and three, but I never really played through them. I loved all the ones that came out on Game Boy, like mm-hmm. the Legend, Legend Two, and Legend Three, and then you know Final Fantasy uh, yeah, which Adventure one? was awesome. And I mean those games were great games. And but this was the first time that a Final Fantasy game had literally taken over my life. I had hundreds of hours playing this game, and it it changed it changed me. <laughs> This game got me through puberty for better or worse. <laughs> basically, is what it what it did.
1: Yeah, and those those Final Fantasy games for um, Game Boy actually aren't even Final Fantasy games. Yeah, in Japan, they're like from the Saga series. You know, like
0: yeah, Saga Frontier. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So totally different games. Still fun, but Seven has seven's a great game. Yeah. That is all,
2: Brian. All right, headed in a completely different direction. It was a simpler game, Papers, Please. I feel like everybody should play it, though. It's it's a great game. Yeah, we talked a little bit about it last year, so we don't need to spend too much time on it. But uh, yeah, I mean, you play as a uh, like a border immigration immigration agent. person. Yeah, it's it's Donald just Trump. cool. It has its own interesting story, and it, it makes you feel because I mean you're trying to uh, get enough rent together to actually provide for your family. family And if you don't, they slowly die off or get sick. Mm -hmm. And it's sad. And you have to make decisions as to who you want to let through based on actually doing a good job versus, uh, allowing them to (laughs) escape from. Yes. So, yeah, it's cool. And it's fun. It's, uh, not the best looking game for sure, but it's uh, it's got that retro look and it, I don't know, it looks good enough. Yeah. And the music's cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It doesn't take that long to play. Yeah. Uh, my next game
1: is Fez. I've talked about Fez a lot, so I won't say too yeah, much. It's but a good one. Beautiful game. Awesome mechanics. Haven't finished Very yet. unique game. Um, lots of very... Unobvious secret stuff to delve into. Um and I just think everybody should play it. It's available on a lot of things now and, and very easily accessible. So
2: Yeah, I I'm all for that. I it kinda just wasn't in my head when I was coming up with this list, but I would yeah. totally put it on here.
0: I feel like Fez in conjunction with the movie indie game. Yeah. Um and in general, like like so like you have Fez, you have Super Meat Boy Braid. Braid. Yeah. Like that line of games. And these are all games that were part of like the Xbox um, experience. Like the Xbox arcade. Arcade mode or whatever where they were trying to pull in indie developers. Xbox. That's Xbox Live Arcade. I feel like yeah. that
2: was really um, like. Really instrumental in blowing up the whole indie scene the way it has. That's kind of where I was going. And making Mm -hmm. the way for developers like the guy who did uh, Papers, Please. I think it was just one person. It
0: just showed that you didn't have to be a big corporation, you know, like Ubisoft or Squaresoft or Enix or whoever, Mm -hmm. to like make a quality game that people will enjoy and play and pay for. And that's, uh, I mean, that's why there's such a huge focus on these modern generation systems on indie games. I mean, that's yeah a huge push for indie. And games. what's
1: really cool is that oftentimes they are so not power intensive that they can appear in a lot of places. Yeah, so
3: for yeah. sure.
0: Uh, my next game is Half Life on PC. Um, this was the first time I played a first person shooter, and it scared the shit out of me. Because there are a lot of jump scares in that game. Head
2: crabs are scary. Head crabs scare oh, yeah. the
0: fuck out of you. And I also really enjoyed the secondary weapon abilities with the main, uh, like what is it, like an MP5, and it had like the grenade launcher on it. Yeah, and yeah. Having that ability was really cool. And using, being able to use your weapons and like use the suit and stuff to, uh, you know, like perform different tasks other than just killing things was kind of an interesting take on on the game itself. Um, But Half-Life, I think, was a phenomenal game, and I never finished it. I did. I restarted it several times because I kept putting it on new computers. But that's a game that I think um, if you like first-person shooters and you haven't played it, you're an idiot. So go out and play that. Yeah, it's definitely
2: one of the better shooters, for sure. And And it spawned the original Team
0: Fortress, which is a game I spent a shitload of time playing in high school. and. We actually we kept blue screening our computer, overheating it, so we had to like <laughs> put a fucking box fan on the side of the computer
1: to play <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm just I, I you you bringing up Half Life made me think of Team Fortress and how much oh. I loved it because that should have been on my list. That
2: was like one of the first intelligent. Yeah, First I was. I was just saying, it had like, You tactical, really had to think about what you're doing. The AI was. The AI was damn fantastic. Good.
0: It was tactical AI that would literally, like, I mean, they would duck behind corners and they, they would flank, flank you,
2: and, you and yeah, and,
0: and that was like that. Would, you never had played a game like that up yeah. until that point. So, Half Life,
2: cool sci-fi story. Hell yeah, too. great story. For I mean, yeah, considering you don't talk for the entire thing, yeah, <laughs> it's very immersive. That's Mm -hmm. cool. My turn. Yeah. Well, kind of related to Half Life, Mm -hmm. Portal, which uh, came out with the orange box for Half Life Two. The best value in video gaming history. Absolutely. So so much goodness. But Portal was like it came out of nowhere, and it was just extra. But I think it it pretty much stole the show. It was worth the best part. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm not to downplay, like, I love Half-Life 2 and the episodes and, uh, and uh, Team Fortress, Team Fortress 2. 2. Yeah, it was all awesome, but mm-hmm. Portal was just, like, so unexpectedly imaginative and fun and... Different. And I like... I actually... I was kind of back and forth between Portal 2 and Portal, but I feel like Portal, as an experience, is just... so is tighter. Portal 2 is amazing, but... If you're going to play Portal 2 one, is amazing. I would start with Portal. Yeah, and, and
1: yeah, you should absolutely play both. It, plus, Por- it's short. You can sit down short. and play it in one day, yep. no problem. Portal 2 is a
2: very beautiful extrapolation of the yes. ideas in Portal 1. I almost finished Portal 2 in one sitting, <laughs> yeah. but that's like an eight-hour game versus a four-hour at most. Yeah, but it's, it's right, a less. great puzzle game. Yes, it's so good.
1: And it's the it's like the first of first person puzzle games as well. There yeah. were other games that came afterwards like Quantum Conundrum and well, Mist. all kinds of different Do you count stuff like Mist, that. Mist well, is a little, this is a physics puzzle game. That's though. like an adventure Yeah.
2: Like this is still like a first person shooter puzzle. Yeah, I Mist gotcha. is closer to like the the witness, right. I would say. Yeah. Okay.
1: Cool. hmm Uh next up for me is a game that I've talked about before called Sweet Coden.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Sweet Coden is a PlayStation One uh, uh, RPG by Konami. Uh, essentially, it's very—it's a very like Super Nintendo level type game in terms of the RPG that it is. Uh, but there's a lot of cool graphical stuff. The battles are very different. It's sprite based, but there's some 3D graphics in the battles and things like that. Uh, it's got a really awesome story. Uh, you really care about all the characters plus 108 of them. there's 108 <laughs> different characters that you can go get that all serve different purposes in your base you can six have
0: person parties
1: six person parties where you have some groups of six people that all have a unite attack that they can only do if those six people are there in that battle so sweet uh it's just, there's a lot of really unique, cool ideas. There's, like, four or five games after it in the series, and they're all awesome for different reasons as well.
0: Uh, the war, the battle mode.
1: Yes, the the battle mode, which is, is, it's essentially rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. But it's it's so much fun, and it's a very cool, like, high-level mechanic in the game of, like, you're looking, you're orchestrating large-scale battles on PlayStation 1 Power is is... Just a very cool idea.
0: Base building.
1: The base, yeah, and, and you're not necessarily building the base, but every time you, I've you talked about own, it before, you get your own fortress. You get a castle that starts to develop as you get more people in it, and it rules. And every time you come home, and it shows you that the castle has grown a little bit. It's like, oh man, I now have to go and walk through the whole castle again and yep. see what's changed. That's awesome. So all of that is is just very cool, and the stories. And that was a game beautiful. that
0: I picked up on a total like whim. We didn't we know had, anything about we it. We went to Land over in Southfield. Yep. And I think you were trading in Genesis games or something at the time. Probably. And I wanted a new PlayStation game, and I was like, what is that one? Picked it up, looked at it.
2: I don't know this word. The
0: totally <laughs> awful Americanized artwork on the front. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's fucking atrocious. <laughs> but it was one of those things where I looked at it, I was like, this sounds kind of cool. 108 stars. What's that all about? And then just... Put it in the system and was like, oh my god, this is the greatest game. And it's so cool. (laughs) It's awesome.
1: A lot of people hold Sweet Coden 2 as the best in the series. I haven't played it enough because it was so hard to get. Is 2 the one
0: you play as the villains, technically?
1: Or was that 3? Kind of ish. Both of them have some level of that in them, I think. Um,. But there's not. I wouldn't say that you're a strict villain in any of them, necessarily.
2: Uh, Is Sweet Coden one of the games I can actually get through the? Yes, Sweet Coden
1: one and two are available on the store, which is great because Sweet Coden two they both go for at least fifty dollars disc only on eBay, if not more. You can sell the second one for like ninety dollars without anything with it. So they're both great. Cool, definitely worth playing. Definitely worth picking up. They go on sale pretty often too. So, uh, yeah, check them out. John.
0: Zone of the Enders on PlayStation 2. And I'm not just putting this on the list because it came with the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo. (laughs) Um, This is on the list because this is the first time I played a fast mech fighting game. Mm -hmm. And I liked the mechanic of trying to not destroy the city you were fighting over in your giant floating (laughs) mechs. Um, this game was really fast paced. It had a fucking amazing art style, really cool, uh, mechanics, really cool. Like just, I'm surprised they haven't made more of these. I'm assuming zone of the enders two just did not do well enough for them to yeah. care. But again, it's a Konami game and they just don't give a shit anymore anyways. So fuck. Konami. Yeah.
1: And it sounded like Kojima wanted to do a third one really bad, but metal gear obviously was the money maker right. in the, in the. But this stable. was a
0: game that, like, kind of changed the way those sorts of games were played, in a sense. Like, this like this was a game that I felt really showed off the PlayStation 2 at the time. Yeah. And, I mean, it was quick, it was pretty, and it ran really well. It had general, awesome
1: anime cutscenes, Yeah,
0: right? anime cutscenes were the shit. Yeah. Everything about this game was cool, other than the fact that it was really short. Yeah. It was probably about eight hours long. And I just that's remember, fine. like, who was it? It was me and Jason and Edmund and, like... We had a whole carload of people go to the mall. We skipped school and went to the mall. (laughs) Back to to Babbage's. Yeah, to go to Babbage's to (laughs) buy this game. And we all bought a copy of it. And the guy at the store was like, what the fuck are all these dumbass kids buying this (laughs) stupid-ass game for? (laughs) And we all went back to our house and played it. And there was like we had like fifteen people over, like <laughs> like two all Checking like they all came over at lunchtime, and they all ended up stay- staying for the rest of the day. <laughs> like everybody skipped school, and, like watch us play this game and hang out at the house, and like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was, it was a good game. It was
2: really- That's a testament to a good game right there. Yeah. Skipping school. I have the
1: remaster that has 1 and 2 in it for PS3 that I yeah. have not opened yet. Really? and I really want to. I, I just haven't gotten around to playing. I heard that it was a little iffy in terms of performance, but really? I think uh, they ended up releasing a patch for it. That's cool. Uh, well before Kojima left Konami, so yeah, it was
0: just it was a different game. I feel like, yeah. and it was something that kind of again showed off the PS2 at, at its time, and that was prior to Gran Turismo three, which was another game that really kind of pushed the system to its limits at, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was a game that like it, it did something different, and I commend them for going that route.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say that there's anything quite like it. Yeah, I,
0: I definitely think. The Metal Gear Solid Two demo is what pushed that game.
1: Oh yeah, but it was a great lead-in.
0: Yeah, because I'm pretty sure we all got home and played the Metal Gear Solid Two demo before we even played Zone of the Enders. So oh, of course. But yeah, it was. And it's, it's
1: awesome.
2: Yeah, it was a great game. Brian, Star Wars Tie Fighter. That what it's, it's a bit difficult to recommend for everyone just because it has a learning curve. But uh, it's just so good, and I just I really miss this type of game. There's just nothing like it anymore. It's like playing even a flight the, simulator even with the VR game, but like with, even with the it, it doesn't hold a candle. The VR game just makes me want them to bring this to franchise back fighter. even more. Yeah, but make it VR. Yeah, it would be so good. The Tie Fighter. I mean, you have full control over your ship. You can adjust your shields. You can adjust like your weapons configuration before you go out into a mission, you can pick which type of payload you want to bring with you. You can pick the types of ships and it's just, it had a good story too. From what I remember, it's been a long time since i played it. Um, I think like gameplay wise, I think it would hold up just fine. I'm sure it looks pretty ugly at this point yeah, because it's a 3d game, like old school 2d games hold up fine. 3D games don't, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there is a, uh, a collector's edition version or whatever. That's twice the resolution and oh. it's nicer looking and it has full voiceovers. I'm
1: pretty sure it's in the steam star yeah, Wars. It, bundle. It is
2: in, it used to not be part of that steam tie fighter thing, but it is now Okay, like the better version. Yeah. Um, and good old games also has it as part of that. And there cool. are mods for it too, I guess. Uh, or maybe not that version, no. It's a different TIE Fighter game, sir. But I, that's the best of that whole X-Wing series, in my opinion. X-Wing was mind-blowing to me at the time, but mm-hmm. it, it's so fucking hard. TIE Fighter is just the right level of difficulty to where the average person can actually play it <laughs> that, that that isn't a diehard flight simulator person, you that's know? That's cool, yeah. I've um, never really gotten into flight simulator-type games, so... It's, it's, I would say it was the best Star Wars game too, like up until Knights of the Old Republic came out.
1: Okay.
3: Cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. Play it. So my
1: next game, I've also talked about a lot. Uh, you guys make fun of me for how much I talk about it and you never hear anybody else talk about it, but it's called Spelunky.
0: It's the, every time I go over to Carrie's house, we play two player Spelunky.
1: Do you? Yeah. Really? Yes. Interesting. I've never played two player that much because I didn't would know just it had hard. two player. It, it's super hard. The other cool you can thing play
0: four player I'm pretty sure. Yeah, really? you can. Why, why don't other, we just play
1: sometimes? Uh, we totally can. We the can other record cool it. thing about it is that if you have a Vita, you can play with one of the players on the Vita screen oh, and really? you don't have to say on the same That's sweet. On the same area. Nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a fantastic game. It's one of those game it's very kind of Dark Souls y in the way that you have to play it in order to know how the well, world it's, works. It's a,
2: isn't it a rogue-like type? Yeah, thing it's too? it's a, yeah. it's
1: a rogue-like. So you you're going through a progression of four worlds that have four four levels each, and uh, just being able to kind of like traverse the world and knowing that that thing's going to shoot an arrow out at me that would do two damage, so I can either survive that. But am I also going to survive the fall? Or maybe I need to go back up and grab a skeleton head to throw it down so that it triggers the trap. All those kinds of little strategy things. It's just fantastic. And on top of that, there's a whole level of the game. I've, much like the two castles in Castlevania Symphony of the Night, there's a whole second world. you can go to hell in this game. That's awesome. And it's so fucking hard to get there that I've never been able to do it. It could be easy
2: to go to hell.
1: Yeah, it could. But it's not. And the interesting thing, there's a great article out on Kotaku about how a man did what is called the eggplant run. And there's a way to get an eggplant, which is an item that you then have to pick up and carry like the, through the whole game. And if you get it all the way to hell to the final boss, you can kill the final boss in one hit with the eggplant.
2: I just imagine a character running around with a sprite that looks like the eggplant emoji that everybody uses in place of a dick. Yeah. But, uh... It's
1: that, kind of disconcerting. That whole run is stupidly hard to do. The fact that somebody's done it is amazing,
2: and the fact that the game has that kind of high-level play in it is it, nuts. It actually so, looks interesting to me. I don't really like its visual style. I think that's the reason why... I think it looks great. I didn't want to play awful it. at it. But uh, it's hard. I would like to give it a try. Really I would definitely hard. like to play multiplayer. I didn't even realize it's it like
0: had it. it's like playing the new Mario game on Wii, like Super oh, Mario. Brothers. I think it's worse than that. It, it's probably worse than that. Yeah. Well, maybe
2: I don't want to play it multiplayer because <laughs> I'm not a fan of that yeah, Mario. It's, it's definitely hard. Is there friendly
1: fire? Can you can you yes, take life you away can, with whips? Yes.
2: Damn. You can hurt the other players. <sighs>
1: yeah, I, I, that game would be harder with multiple people. I think. Yeah,
0: it's pretty bad. So cool. Uh, Next on my list is Final Fantasy Tactics Advance on the Game Boy Advance. This, uh, again, my love of Final Fantasy, for one. Two, my love of tactical turn-based RPGs. Mm -hmm. And three, it was fucking portable. Oh, yeah. Um, You guys were playing that in high school. Yeah, so... No, it it didn't come out. It it was my first year of college. Yeah, you were playing it. I played it in every (laughs) college class in my first year of college. That explains why it took so long for you to finish college. Um, This game, I had... Three hundred seventy some odd hours played in this game before I put yeah. it down, and the part of the part of the reason that's possible is because the Game Boy Advance is probably one of the most well put together uh, pieces of equipment. Not the I'm sorry, not the Advance, the, yeah, the Advance SP, SP yeah. was one of the best made video games. Is that the
2: clamshell one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: it's cool. The best video game. The first Game Boy with a light in it ever made. Ba- it the, was backlit. Yeah. It was a clamshell, so it well, fit actually it was your, it was frontlit, but was yeah. it? Yeah, whatever. It fit in your pocket perfectly enfolded the battery lasted for fucking Forever. days i mean i could probably nice go days. turn
1: on my sp right now I'm and pretty it would sure still have battery the one power. <laughs> yeah the, the one, yeah year. i like, i have it's one it's been a long time i have
0: one somewhere i don't know where but i have one and i know there still has battery yeah like, still um but that's not the point the point is tactics advance takes place in evil east which is probably my favorite universe in final fantasy series um the job system was great the graphics were really cool especially mm-hmm. for uh, a handheld game mm-hmm. you know um,
2: isn't uh, Tactics is available on iOS too Ta- isn't
0: Tactics it? is Tactics Advance is a completely oh, different okay. game oh yeah. okay I'm sorry it's so it's so confusing
2: keeping track of these Final Fantasy similar fantasies. systems but
0: now Tactics is great Tactics is but the this game this is better I, I don't. No, I mean it's to teach their own. You. Know? I think it's a little more accessible. It's, it is definitely more accessible because it was geared more towards kids. And it, it, the intro of the game is your character is the new kid at school and he's getting picked on <laughs> by the bullies. And the bullies end up picking on you and the other like two like little cohorts that you have. And the three of you get sucked into the secret world through a book.
1: Yeah, and you play. It's a snowball. And the the tutorial is a snowball. Yeah, the fight tutorial the to yard. the
0: battling is a snowball fight in the school area, which is nice. pretty cool. Um, but it, it, uh, I don't know. It, the game just did something for me. Like it hit all the right points and I loved it and it had good, good music. It had good graphics. It, yeah. it was just everything about it. Cool was mechanics.
1: Great. The like, the, not the job, but the quest system that it had was the really cool. was
0: great. I loved that when I went like it, it, it wasn't as hard as tactics Yeah. and I enjoyed the fact that I could like, grind the way I wanted to grind to do mm-hmm. what I wanted to do, and I didn't have to, like... That, the thing about Tactics was that game stayed hard from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Like, it never got easy. It never let up on you. Um, and in Tactics Advance, you could get all kinds of secret characters and shit, too, yep. which was cool. Um, and then you un- end up getting the the character that's a judge, mm-hmm. and so the the judge, like, helps you, like, combat the rules of each round and blah, blah, blah. Like, there, it just... It was... The best version of tactics, I think, and yeah. I it changed it changed cool. gaming for me because it was one of those things that like I I literally I could play it on the go and it got me through my first year of college. I didn't do that bad, <laughs> mind you. Okay, people were pretty impressed that they'd see me playing Game Boy all hour during psychology, and I still ended up with a B in the
2: class. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So, anyways, go ahead. Um, Bioshock, awesome game. Still very playable. I was actually... I think I like System Shock 2 better, but um, I can't really recommend that because it's, it's just... It's a bit dated. Yeah, gameplay-wise. Like, I can deal with the graphics, yeah. even though they're ugly. Both um, games terrifying. But, yeah, Bioshock is just so much more playable, and it's awesome. It's just cool, like, all the different things you can do with the... Uh, the systems in play and uh, I sadly had it spoiled The setting is me. amazing. Uh,
1: I got through and like I sta- I actually didn't start playing it until uh, Infinite came out or it was getting it was c- like approaching release and um, I didn't end up beating it and I heard kind of I had inklings of what the spoilery nature of the game was and I ended up having it. Ruined for me. I, s- I, I seem
2: to be in the minority that... Uh, I like Bioshock Infinite's story better, but yeah. I think it's more mind-blowing. Yeah. That's and fair. Yeah. But Bioshock, yeah, it's just awesome. And
1: Have you checked out the remaster at all?
2: Uh, I actually just downloaded it, because okay. I forgot that I you get it for free, that. right? Yeah, and I get yeah. it for free on PC. I just downloaded it the other day, but I didn't have time to play it, because I, I was... M- it was when i was making this list on my computer i was like looking through steam to see yeah. if i forgot anything and uh yeah i have to check that out
0: cool uh
1: my next game another game that i've talked about before if you go back to our mortal Kombat episode mortal Kombat 2011 came out for the ps3 360 pc
0: you should just have the mortal Kombat series on there <laughs> But really, you. if no, you're,
2: it, if you're gonna play one of them, well, I that think would this only leave like 40 one. games, uh, other games, right? <laughs>
1: this is the one because it abandons the crap of Mortal Kombat 4 and and the PS2 Mortal Kombat games, where it just goes back to being a 2D field where you just fight your opponent and uh, and it also has the secrets of like, oh man, I hear you can battle smoke somehow. Smoke's not even playable in the game, or maybe he is, but there's way to Actually, there was a way to fight the, the ninjas in their classic costumes, and they were much harder hmm. than playing the game normally, and you had to do certain things in order to fight them. Like, oh, the moon, once the thing flies past the moon, you have to press the start button. It was, it was like the original game. Yeah, And I think it's a gorgeous looking game. I think it's got a lot of really awesome characters in it. It takes the story of all the Mortal Kombat games and plays with it in a very unique and, uh, and fun way. And I think it's I think it's the best in the series. So if you can get the complete edition for PS3 that includes Kratos as a playable play, playable character, uh, who does fatalities that have uh, quick time events in yeah. them, uh, it's fantastic. It's there's a lot of value in that thing. There's challenge towers which have a lot of really cool, interesting challenges for you to do different kinds of moves and play as different people. Uh, so definitely, Mortal Kombat 2011.
0: Sweet. Uh, Mario and Luigi for Game Boy Advance is my next game. Another turn-based RPG, but a different take on one where you play as literally two characters at the same time. Um, this was a very cool game. Your A button was Mario, your B button was Luigi, and when you walked around the world, you had to use both characters to p- complete tasks and like get through the areas you were in. Uh, and the battles were all turn-based RPG style, where again, A is Mario, B is Luigi, very cool game. This and it is, was almost
1: kind of rhythm based too. Yeah, right? it was
0: a little bit rhythm based, and it was one of those sorts of games that, like, I didn't really know what to think going into it, but the second I started playing it, I was like, "This game is awesome!" and I love everything about it. And I did; it was a great, really well put together game. It actually sounds cool. I, it, I bought it prior to our first trip as a family to Alaska, and I played it the entire time and beat it. Um, and also that like this game, as well as, uh, the Under Oath album, they're only chasing safety or what literally got me through all the super long car rides that we had.
1: Yeah. There was a lot of driving up in Alaska. So,
0: uh, big, big fan of Mario and Luigi.
2: Cool. Cool. Um, Diablo two, I, I really like Diablo one, but Diablo two, just like all the classes they added, and how huge the world was with the four acts and um, multiplayer—it just that takes the cake for me. I played so much multiplayer.
0: Well, yeah, they they literally took everything great about Diablo One and made it bigger and better. Yes, was
2: it
1: co-op or was it a was it like PvP? What was the multiplayer? It's co-op, okay. but
2: you can have it set to where. Other players are hostile and you can't okay. attack them. I believe. I just I
1: didn't. Say. I didn't know what the multiplayer was. Also, I've never played Diablo
2: two. My name is actually in the credits for this game. No joke. How did that? So that's on? pretty cool. <laughs> I was one of a thousand people that got to do the closed beta test. Oh, that's cool. Yes. So maybe I'm biased because of that, but probably not, no. Well, I just um, really enjoy it. I got so sick of Act 1, though, because that's what I played in the beta. <laughs> just Act 1 over and over again. Yeah. Changing one of my games. <laughs> so, yeah. It's cool. Love the multiplayer.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's... So we never had that because our PC was only good enough for Diablo 1. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then by the time we got a new one, I think Diablo 2 probably wasn't compatible
2: with it. Yeah. So. (laughs) I guess, well.
0: I played it at Tom's house a few times and was was into it, definitely, but not having regular access to it made it kind of difficult. Because
2: I um, focused on PCs, like, I didn't own any consoles back then. Uh, I actually had enough spare parts to put a second PC together, (laughs) and I built a serial cable to run a network between the two and so you and Jim could play together. Yep, we played through it. co-op like nice. that. It was awesome. That's it's awesome.
0: Sweet. Alex. Uh,
1: my next game is a little game called fallout three. Uh, I think it's, I haven't played the older fallouts, which I really need to go back and do seeing as how I own them all on you this don't really have to beautiful be. mini nuke on my desk. But, uh, I think it's the best of the modern Fallout games. I love the locale. I think it's got interesting uh, quests in it, unlike Fallout 4, maybe. They're not as interesting uh, in Fallout 4, in my opinion. But uh, it's just... It was the first time that I was able to let go and
2: play a big
1: open RPG like that.
2: I think that's the only Bethesda game where I've actually been everywhere and done everything
1: me too and yeah i did the same thing i like was I, really
2: into that game and i just didn't have much else going on in life at the time
1: <laughs> yeah and it that was that was my that was my breakup game as as i think we have talked about previously i threw my entire life into that game after a pretty bad breakup but it was it was totally worth it. It's a fantastic game. It's it got is excellent, awesome. stuff. I
2: specifically didn't put it on my list because I knew you would. All but one of the <laughs> DLC
1: packs is good, in my opinion. I know some people don't like Operation Anchorage, but I think that's my favorite.
2: I love the armor you can get from it.
1: Yeah, the Chinese stealth armor is all. That's where it's at. I just, plus,
2: I love plus the, the
1: music. plus the Gauss rifle as well.
0: But the music rules.
1: Yeah, the yeah, the spots. music is fantastic. The yeah. uh, listen to Three Dog. Yeah. The world so good.
3: On fire.
0: <laughs> Such but, a good song.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic game.
0: Sweet. Uh, next on my list is Final Fantasy XII. Uh, again, returning to the world of evil, East Final Fantasy XII is awesome. I love it. At least I know a lot of people are pretty up in the air about it, but um, it was not it was It was very along the lines of Final Fantasy X in respect to it seemed very linear in a way, but it looked really pretty on the PlayStation Two. I loved the characters Vaughn was awesome, he was like one of the, my favorite Von. protagonists um and just in general like i, I again the the world of Elease is my favorite setting in Final Fantasy, and because I finally got to play like one of the traditional games in it, not a tactics game, like I was really happy with that. Uh, I never finished it because something else had come out like not too long after that that took over a bunch of my time. I think it was Dragon Quest Eight, um, but it, this is one of those. It, this was one of those games that, that made PlayStation Two shine at the time, and I loved it. Yeah. So, yeah,
2: another sequel to a game that is on John's list: mm-hmm. <laughs> Half Life Two. Uh, is just awesome. The, the whole uh, Gravity Gun thing just is, it changes the whole gameplay and it's just great. So why
1: why two over one?
2: Mostly the Gravity Gun. Okay. And just the variety of settings and it, it's it, it's how, a little more modernized. Yeah, it too. plays well. It's, it holds up well. It, yeah. It's like the, I don't know, it's just an awesome game and I think what made it even more awesome is the fact that Doom 3 came out around the same time, and it just blows it out of the water, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> I don't they know, were man. both, Doom, like, two games I was really looking forward to. Doom 3 is pretty fucking scary. It's scary, yeah, but it, I and I've played through it. I just I don't like it nearly as much as yeah. Doom from this year, or uh, the original Doom, or Doom 2. But yeah, that's a should definitely play it, especially if you've played the first one.
3: Word.
1: Uh, so Brian talking about his name being in the credits reminded me of a game that I helped to kickstart called Sports Friends. It's out on PS3 and PC. Uh, Sports Friends has several different kinds of games in it. One of them in particular makes me put it on this list, and that is a game called Johann Sebastian Joust. If you uh, have yeah. not heard of it, you should check it out. It is played with motion controllers, most oftenly the PlayStation Move, um, and it can basically it's about trying to push people or make them move their controller more than like the threshold of movement is set at in the game, and that like gets them out. It's kind of like is tag. that adjustable? I don't know if it's adjustable, but it does vary during the game because they'll play uh, they'll play a box song, and then it'll start to when it's playing very slowly. It will go ahead and make it very sensitive to movement, but then when the when the speed picks up, then it's less sensitive, and you can move a little bit more. And so it's a lot of fun to play. I've only played it a couple times, but it's such it's such an awesome game that I think everybody should check it out. Plus, the other games in Sports Friends are very interesting as well. Um, but yeah, it's great, and my name's in it too.
0: Sweet. Uh, moving into the next generation Gears of War the first one Uh, this was the first time I played a third person game where I really felt like everything about it clicked and I think that's that's an important important aspect of gaming is making sure everything clicks in this game everything about it was great the mechanics were awesome the graphics were awesome the script was fantastic all the voice acting was well done the atmosphere was just like Right on the money, sci-fi. Obviously, you know Alex loves sci-fi stuff. Um, But Mm -hmm. it was everything about this game was great. I didn't. But I also kind
1: of
2: don't care about military stuff, so it's a little. It's kind of a wash. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Yeah, it was kind of scary at times too. Yeah. Well, it gets super
0: intense, and um, you know, it it becomes this this like there were instances where like I didn't like I needed a co-op partner but Mm -hmm. didn't have one. And you know, it it gets, uh, it gets pretty, pretty intense and, and, and uh,
2: it's fun as hell to play. So
0: it was great multiplayer experience too. Yeah. And I'd only really played like first person stuff, multiplayer. So
2: yeah, the multiplayer is very different. Like the whole pacing of it, it it was, it was a nice change of pace. It was cool. Kind of holds a special place in my heart because it's, I believe the first game I ever played in HD and it blew my mind. It looked so good. I remember playing the King Kong
0: demo at like Meyer on the Xbox 360 and being like, Oh my God, this is the best looking video game I've ever seen. And then Gears of War came out.
2: Yeah. Well, I had owned a Xbox 360 and I, I got, I, um, I had just gotten, uh, my TV, I had a Sony Bravia like 1080p TV. It cost me a fortune back then. And uh yeah, like the 360 wouldn't even run in 1080p <laughs> back then. It only ran 720. Right. So I lobbied to dad to get a PlayStation 3 with his
1: rewards points for Christmas that year. Yeah. And then I made him buy a 1080p TV. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the reason we got an HDTV right. in the house for the first time. That was a very special time in gaming. Yeah, that, that was really and, cool.
2: um Oblivion. Actually, it was one of the other games that I was playing. That jump. Then, I don't know that awesome there's ever going to be a jump like that. Oh, go, yeah, going from Morrowind to that game, and no, but just,
1: I, and I mean from from SD gaming to HD. Oh yeah,
2: for sure. Like I've seen 4K and it's it's pretty. It's pretty, but it it's great. nothing like going from that shitty fucking. 4 to 3 ratio yeah. box that's heavier than five of my 40-inch TVs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Five of your 4K 40-inch TVs. Well, that, you know, ten of those. Yeah, <laughs> That thing's even lighter than my old 40-inch. But, yeah. Totally. Cool game, though. I agree. But yep. not my favorite Cures game. All right. Next. Um... Wow, more PC games. Hmm. <laughs> I think everyone should play a SimCity game at some point. But mm-hmm. if I had to choose one that I thought did everything right, it was two thousand for sure. And I'm, it would be a bit ugly at this point, but it'd be tolerable. SimCity games were never about how pretty they were. Yeah, it, you know? it's just mechanically it was. There wasn't too much involved in that game, but there was just enough to make it deep enough to be interesting for a long time. Yeah. And, I mean, it did look great at the time. I but, always wanted
1: uh, to get into them, but in their heyday, I was a bit too young, and there were a lot of systems for me to really understand, so it kind of, I never
2: really could quite get into it. The The but. original SimCity was the first PC game I had, or that I actually bought, and, uh, yeah. But 2000 was... The one. Amazing, yeah. Cool. Built many cities
1: successfully uh so the final game on my list because for some reason it's a lot shorter than the other two <laughs> is a game called uncharted 4 i think if you're going to play one uncharted game that is the best one to play um it, it looks pretty incredible i would play it over any tomb raider game and uh, and I think it's kind got of a beautiful story. It looks gorgeous. It plays very well. It's less frustrating than the previous ones. And, um, and it's just a fantastic game
2: all around. That's all I have to say about it. Yeah. I really want to play it, but I feel like I want to play the other ones first. Yeah. But I don't really want to play the other ones that much. <laughs> yeah. You could probably skip one. Probably. Yeah, it's mostly one that I feel like I'm,
3: it, that, i that That one's maybe the one, playing. yeah,
1: I think so. But, it, you know, well, in 2 and 3 get a little frustrating for other reasons as well. I feel like Well, the, pretty uh, much everything frustrates I me, I feel like so, the armored okay. shotgun guys were lesser in the first game than they were Ugh. in the second two, but...
0: I think your list is shorter, because I think Brian and I have one too many...
1: Yeah, well, no, Brian has one too many on his... There's a game the last out. one that he added puts us at 51, and this isn't episode 51, Brian. It's episode 50.
2: I just put it there in case somebody wanted to sub something else out or whatever, because it's awesome. Why would that happen? I don't know.
0: Oh, and plus with repeats and stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, with repeats and stuff, I hit, yeah. But, you know. Okay. We all had three repeats, so I don't think that's the reason. Something weird just happened anyway. John? Yeah, John. All right. Um,
0: Call of
2: Duty Modern Warfare 2. Did you skip over one? He skipped around a little bit in oh, general. I did. Not in general. He followed in order up until this one. Well, no. He uh, did Diablo before Pokemon earlier. Oh. Well, yeah, Diablo... Well, I,
0: I was changing everything chronologically.
2: Yeah. Okay. But anyway... Well, I don't see that in my list.
0: Yeah. Uh... We'll stick with Call of Duty: Modern Warfare too, even though it's out of my order. Okay. Um, this, so this game was the first time I had a first-person competitive multiplayer online sort of setup where um, I was racing home from work to play, like on a regular basis. And uh, Jason and I would play it pretty nonstop next to Team Fortress and, and like the Orange Box experience. This, uh, I think, this is the best Call of Duty out of all of them, in my opinion. Uh, it's it, before they started adding all the stupid, crazy bullshit. It was just very cut and dry, and had like a simple ranking system. But in all in all, I think it's it's just it's the best Call of Duty to play if you're gonna p- pick one to play because it was the most polished. and It was before it went crazy, and I think that's the last one, Infinity War, or not Infinity Ward. Yeah, is it, is it the one Infinity last, That's the last one that like the original Infinity the original War team, team worked yeah. on which is part of why it was so good. And then they got pissed at Activision or something and like dipped out or whatever.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't remember that whole story, but it was a big controversy. At yeah, the time. it was a
0: huge deal because the next call. Of Duty I'm, I'm wasn't glad have that that happened
2: board. because Titanfall came out of all that eventually. Yeah. And I love Titanfall, but I totally agree with you. Modern Warfare two multiplayer played it quite a bit. It was awesome. It, also, it was I difficult. It's it, super competitive. Um, in Modern Warfare 1 and Modern Warfare 2 both had great
0: campaigns too. I
2: see that's where I disagree. Like I didn't enjoy the campaign for the second one as much. No. It was a little bit too much over the top. And the, the first one was cool and it had moments where you're like, "Oh man, I can't believe that happened." Yeah. And the second one was just more like Hollywood blockbuster for and, and it it just wasn't as good yeah. campaign-wise. But the multiplayer was bigger, better, much improved, I would say, overall. Um, So, yeah, totally. By far, yeah, I would say that's the best Call of Duty game, online-wise. Right on.
1: I've never played one.
0: That's cool. You don't have to.
2: Yeah, I know. next. 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 Okay. Batman Arkham Asylum. I like. I, I loved playing through this game. It was just so much fun, and it looks great. Just the design of Arkham Asylum is amazing, and it was really impressive to me that you play Batman, a comic book character, that's actually in a video game. That's actually fun. Yeah. <laughs> Superman sixty four didn't do it for you. <laughs> No, it was just it's pretty fantastic, especially if you're ever a fan of the uh, animated series. Yeah,
1: Kevin Conroy.
2: Yeah, and the voice of Batman. Well, and Mark Hamill does the Joker. Joker. Yep, and it's just an awesome game, and it's totally replayable too. Mm -hmm. Looks great still. Um, Yeah, because there's so many trophies to find. I did not find all the trophies. That was one of the games that I
1: almost got the. I was working on the Platinum 4, but uh, the hard boat got so hard for me, and I was not very good at the combat system.
2: The, the combat, yeah, it can be rough at times. Mm-hmm. The, the Scarecrow levels, too, man, that was so imaginative and mm-hmm. awesome. And uh, I think that's why I put this like as the the game to play, because I feel like the other ones drop the ball in at least one way, and this game just doesn't... It's just good all the way through.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the the combat system... Has dictated. It's one. Of, it's one of those landmark games. Yeah,
2: it's been copied a lot. Yep.
0: Yeah, I picked it up after I played the Tomb Raider reboot, and I played it for about eight hours, and I loved it. And then the Windows Live thing completely failed on me and ruined my save
1: file. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I never played it again.
1: Yep. Thanks, Windows Live. Jackasses.
2: If you ever decide to pick it up again, they have a collection for yeah. That yeah, 10. it just came I, out. I would
0: like to have that.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Cool. Maybe,
0: maybe I wait till it includes the Telltale games and the
2: VR stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's gonna get happen, all of them. That's nah, a different developer. So. Yeah. No, the VR publisher. Is not well, no, is. but the yeah, the Telltale has a different publisher.
0: My yeah. Alex's list is done. So,
2: yep. Well, you can. You want to take the next one on Still my list? Yours? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I can do that. Uh, the other Uncharted game that
1: you should play is called The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it does a lot more... Like, Uncharted is great story-wise. The Last of Us is even better story-wise. And mechanically, it's very different than Uncharted is in a lot of ways. Dealing with the zombie-ish type creatures and things like that, uh, it puts a lot of different spin on the combat in an Uncharted-style game. And... Um it's it was gorgeous on the PS3. I have not seen it with my own eyes on the PS4 yet, even though I own a copy of it. It looks, it looks good. It looks really I'm sure it, it looks, it looks like a PS4
2: game, even though they didn't really do anything to it other than up the resolution. Yeah, and, and smooth out
1: the frame rate too. Yeah. So it, I'm excited to check it out. I will probably it'll be the first thing that I play once I have a 4K HDR TV, and I'm looking forward to that. And I'm excited
2: for the sequel, but that's absolutely a game that every gamer should play. Yes. The sequel should be pretty awesome. I'm a little sad. I got The Last of Us, well, with my PS4. Yeah. Um, and I've heard the DLC is really I didn't, good, too. I haven't played through the DLC yet. I did not uh, play multiplayer, but I heard multiplayer was really cool, but I felt like there probably wasn't much of a community for it at that point, so I didn't want to try it.
1: Yeah, or I never...
2: people playing it would be too good at it. I never played much
1: of it, but I know there's a lot of people that are passionate about the Uncharted multiplayer and about the Last of Us multiplayer. They were just never something that I wanted out of that style gotcha. of game, so I don't know much about it, but the single player alone... Definitely something everybody should
3: play. John.
0: Sweet. Uh next on my list is Assassin's Creed. And I'm choosing the first one, <laughs> even though I like the second one better. The second one's so much better. It is. But the first one, again, like this was a revolutionary game at the time. It was
2: totally different. I was really drawn in, like even fucking Alan played through that game. Yeah. Like faster than I did. It, well, really it, wasn't, it wasn't a very anymore. long game,
0: but it, what I like about this game is the historical context is semi-true and realistic.
2: Yeah, it, it was Everyone
0: cool. in the entire series that was a real political character at some point that existed died in the locations that they were killed in the game. That's pretty cool. Like, in history. So, like, the amount of work that went into this game is astounding, and I love that. And not just this one, but the, the whole Ezio collection as well. Um but this one particularly, I choose this one because, again, it's the core of the mechanic. It's, you know, like choosing Sonic 1 over Sonic 2. Like, this is the base game. This is what, like, Without 2, there would be no 1. Right. Yeah. And, and or like, without 1, there would be no 2. Sorry. Some of the things they added in 2, I don't really care for. Like the micromanaging the city shit. Like, yeah. oh, I like. I fucking hate stuff like that. Like, just let me play the goddamn game. I like, got
2: like every single. Let me you walk could.
0: around and blend in and kill shit without getting caught. Like that's what I wanted to do, and that's what this game was. Assassin's Creed was literally just like running around and hiding and killing stuff. And yeah, but then there was also caught.
1: like a go sit on a bench and listen to these guys. Yeah, that talk was for the bad hour. part. That was the stuff that was t- that was difficult, and they kind of. They started drawing away from that. However, then they also started doing the follow of this guy, but not too close, but not too far away. And yeah. It, the, those are frustrating,
2: but overall, I think, it, the goodness... Well, yes,
0: those are frustrating mechanics to put into any
2: game, yeah. I think. I but feel like the good outweighs the bad. It's definitely a worthwhile yeah. game to play. And it's pretty, And I do feel like if you're going to play that series, you should definitely start with the first one. Yeah. yeah.
0: For sure. Because the, out, the outside part of the game, like where you're not the assassin... Is equally as important if yeah. you're involved in the story. In it the also
2: bit. invented tower climbing, yeah, as a game mechanic. <laughs> in Eagle Vision. Well, I mean,
1: <laughs> it's kind of a thing in the PS2 Prince of Persia games, also uh, by Ubisoft.
0: Yeah. Okay. A little
1: okay. bit. A little bit. Not. Not like the climb up there and reveal all the icons. That was definitely Assassin's Creed's thing. But
0: I think we should do a uh, uh, just meandering real quick here. We should do a. Game nerds, film nerds reunion for the Assassin's Creed movie.
1: Yeah, we'll see what we can do. I think you'll have trouble finding yeah. someone on that show. <laughs> we'll just that like we'll see that movie, but <laughs>
2: it's going to be like the Warcraft movie. I would over. jump on that grenade. I'm going to do it. I'm. I'm I'll, down. I'll watch it. And I
0: also I talked to talked to uh, Willie about doing the Resident Evil game. Yeah. Uh, for and Friday the Thirteenth as like a uh, horror movie oh. yearbook game crossover. Nerds crossover. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah, that would be good.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, Assassin's Creed. Sorry, moving along.
2: XCOM Enemy Unknown. Which, I don't know why I put it down here as PC, but really it's like on every platform. I put it down there as PC. You can PC. even play it on an iPad, and I hear assumed, it plays great on an I iPad. I assumed that you had played it on PC, so that's what I put uh, it Yeah, I did. Yep. Um, it is just a very well-made strategy game, and I don't feel like it would be too complex or boring for anyone that's not into strategy. It's still a cool game. And um, I just, I love the whole, uh, the two aspects of the game, how, I mean, you're managing your squad tactically when you're in a mission, but then outside of a mission, you have to base manage building. your base, yeah. Resource and management. Research things, manage your resources, and that... Really, like, if you don't do that part right, you can't win the game. Yeah. So that's kind of a bummer, but uh, it's fun, and it looks cool. It holds up well. Um, The multiplayer is actually a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Although we used to have a lot of problems with uh, games dropping, players dropping out. But, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun, as well, to customize your squad and name your characters after people you know and yep. then feel sad when they die forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because the way I played the game, I did the Iron Man saves where it auto-saves after every move, so you, you can't reload the permadeath. game. And that's how I finally actually played through the whole game and finished it. I was playing that way, and I almost didn't finish it, though. Yeah, and that's Because I screwed up crazy. bad in the last mission. But it's fun, yes. Cool. Sweet. Are you
0: stealing that one?
1: Uh, no, I can still, wait, wait, which one?
0: Uh, on my list. What about my bottom list? Bottom one? One? Not the bottom I one. I s- could,
1: there are two games that I could steal,
0: that
2: I could really steal. You should, you should do mine cause John didn't even play it.
0: Okay. All right. So I'm going to do th- quick throwback cause this came at the, after the fact, uh, the haunting on Sega Genesis is probably one of the most unique and hilariously awesome games I've ever played. And you basically play this goofy ass ghost. I don't even remember his name. What's his name? I'm I gonna look it up. Uh, and you have to scare Polter guy. It's, Polter it's, guy. It's ha- yeah. Ha- the, haunting the haunting starring, starring Polter, Polter guy. guy. Yep, yeah, you're right. And you have to you. You basically haunt these homes, and these families move in, and you have to scare them out of the house. That's awesome. It's, like, the, it's the
1: same... You are, you are terrorizing this family for some reason. Right,
0: and you, you follow them around everywhere so, they go.
1: Yeah, so you, the the basically the level mechanic is that you are in their house, you have to possess certain things to scare them, and once you scare all of the family members out of the house, they decide to move to a new, bigger home. I think
2: that would make a great VR title.
1: It, it, that would be really cool, actually. But uh,
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> I would play that.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's a very inventive... Th- I've never seen a game like it, really. Yeah, I think there's there was, nothing else to compare to it, cool. which is
0: why I think it belongs on this list, because it's it's totally unique, and it was really well done and super enjoyable. And, I mean, I think... I'm pretty sure we beat that one back in the day. I think so, We too. rented it a few times from Bally's video here in Berkeley. I think. <laughs>
1: um, I think the... The only thing that I don't like about the game is that, like, if you take too long to scare them, your slime meter, like, ticks away, your ectoplasm meter ticks away, your life (laughs) bar, essentially. And then once it empties, you have to go to this underworld, which then you have an actual life bar. Right. And if you get damaged by things in there, then you can actually die and lose the game. But you have to make it through this underworld while picking up as much of the ectoplasm as you can in order to last as long as you can in the real world. Right. And that part gets really frustrating to me, but uh, it's it's still it's such a, it's an it's awesome a different game. game,
0: and it's it's it stands on its own. And totally, I, I have no means of playing it now other than emulators, and I'm surprised I haven't picked up an emulator to do it with. I want to pick up I, emulator. To I went back that. and bought a copy of it. Oh, did you? Yeah, nice
1: on eBay like a couple years ago. So I do have it. I can play it on Retron Five. Oh, okay. Or or uh, I still have our Genesis, and I also have my JVC XI yeah, we need to play that game. So yeah.
0: Everyone needs to play that game. Alright. Cool. Next.
1: Um Yeah, am I stealing yours? I guess I am. I guess. I don't know. No, you can take
2: you can I'll do- it. yeah, well yeah, okay. That's fine.
1: Because you're not gonna get to do number fifty one because I'm Red not letting that happen.
2: Dead redemption. Is a game everyone should play. It is
1: the best Grand Theft Auto game
2: for sure. I've it's never the, what's it. better than Grand Theft Auto with horses in the Wild West? It's the Not only. Much.
1: It's the only Grand Theft Auto game I've beaten.
2: I was very close to beating it, but for some reason I didn't. It's so good, and it also has one of the best DLCs of all time: Undead Nightmare. Undead I actually Nightmare didn't play much is, of Undead is Nightmare. It's great, and it totally changes the game, and <laughs> it's uh. And multiplayer. I mean, that was a game changer too. The free roam thing is basically what GTA Online came from. Yeah, and uh, free roam's just so much fun. I spent hours well, terrorizing other GTA players. GTA Four and, had online before that, but it wasn't as we good. have discussed previously. Yeah, but I, I no, I spent a fair amount of time playing it, but it wasn't the free roam style. Yeah, it was. They had a free roam. It wasn't any good. Okay, <laughs> it <If laughs> doesn't mean it didn't exist. Anyway, I still don't think it existed, but it whatever
1: it did. Red Dead's good. Yeah. All right. Last, it's very good. last one. Some people can't get through Mexico, but it's great. Super yeah,
0: excited so. for the sequel. I think this, this very last game here is a good one to end on. Um, infamous Second Son on PS4 is probably one of the best games and most polished games I've ever played in my entire life. Yeah. Um, again, another game where I raced home I after work it yet. to play it. You hadn't played any of the previous infamous I games because you didn't have a PS3, right? Um, this one, Alex let me borrow when PS4 came out. And there wasn't a ton of stuff to play when but. I was super disappointed because the Division didn't come out at launch. And uh, Watch Dogs I, no, no, wasn't no, no. as good as it needed was it as to be. It wanted to be as I wanted it to be. Alex let me borrow Second Son, and I destroyed this game. Yeah, I played it nonstop and finished it as a good character because you can choose to be either a good or an evil character because i have the inclination to be a good person at all times mm-hmm. somehow <laughs> just despite yeah whatever anyways awesome game great music great graphics I, it, it's it's beautiful it was one of the, the games that like they it should have literally been a launch title to show off how good the ps4 looked but yeah. obviously like it came out what like 5 months later
2: I don't, I, I can't remember. It was it a not of months afterwards. It, it, yeah, it was after the I fact. I do recall, but, yeah, watching you play it and it was pretty. It's, I, sure. I can't, like, it looked fun too. I know they updated First Light for the Pro.
1: I think they also did the. Good. I think they also did the first
0: one. I want to see that game on the Pro because if, if it looks any bit better than it did originally, I mean, my God, it's beautiful.
1: PS4 came out in November 2013. This game came out March 21st. Yeah, so. that's what I
0: thought. So, um, yeah, great game. Really fun. Um, totally sets the bar for the next generation, like, roaming platformer, open world, ex- explore- exploration, you know. Yeah, Ubisoft. Super power. But it's not Ubisoft. It's not Ubisoft. But it's, Therefore, it's, it's better. It is better. It's yeah. infinitely better than Ubisoft. It has the spray paint mechanic we were talking about earlier uh, when I was talking about Watch Dogs 2, where you literally have to physically turn the controller sideways and shake it like a rattle can, yeah. And then press and the then trigger. And then press the button to spray paint stencils on the wall like some pseudo Seattle Banksy that yep. you are. And uh, <laughs> it was it's awesome. Like it's just really cool to have that. And like I, that's one of the things I'm hoping Sony does with VR is I want King Spray. You want yeah? I want to play the VR spray paint, spray paint games because um, I think that's cool. But yeah, it, uh, Infamous Second Son is. It is the last game on the list here, and it is by far one of my favorites of all time.
1: Yeah, I ended up trading it in for some reason. I think I needed the money for a different game at the time, but I, I will probably buy it back and it's go... Because I never ended up finishing it.
2: I would love to go back and finish it. It's worth buying
0: for any amount of money
2: yeah. because it's so good. Yeah. So Cool. Yeah, so... There's 50 games that keep that, you busy next year. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. That's 50 games that you all can listen to in between the other games that we're going to be doing for 2017. Uh, we haven't quite figured that out yet. I believe our next episode will be after the first of the year. We're it, gonna,
1: yeah, it might, it might be on the second or something. I'll be like out of that. town, so oh, okay,
0: it'll, we're going to have to push into the first, you know, into the into twenty seventeen okay. a little bit before our next episode. We're going to be taking a little bit of a break, but don't worry, we will be back. Uh, we're going to cover the top games of twenty sixteen, our favorites at least, and upcoming what we're looking forward to most in twenty seventeen. Those may be two separate episodes. So look forward yeah, to we'll that, uh, and definitely keep checking back. So while you're listening along, why not head over to MidwestPodcastNetwork.com/support and check out all the various ways that you can support us? You know, rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so you can bring our numbers up. Be sure to contact us, let us know about our list of games of the top fifty games that we think you need to play.
1: There wasn't a Resident Evil on here, and there probably should have been
0: yeah probably the first Resident definitely Evil definitely not 5 no, Resident I... Evil 1 I think qualifies on there too. I think, think it's
1: 2 I think it's gotta be 2
0: yeah well survival horror in general belonged on there I guess Yeah, uh, but yeah let us know send us feedback via email at midwestgamenerds at gmail.com or via twitter at mgnpodcast don't forget to add us on instagram at midwestgamenerds uh, you know, We, we want to hear from you guys. Tell us what you liked about our list. Tell us your list or you know, 10 or so of them. We'll talk about you on the next episode when we come back in 2017. Yep. Alex, what's up next? Anything else coming up for the rest of the podcast network? or
1: Horror Movie Yearbook. I think they're finishing out the year with their 2016 episodes. They're going to be talking about horror movies from Sweet. this year. And uh, that's it. As of now, we're going to try and get a Film Nerds together to talk about a bunch of the movies that we have missed since we went off of... Our regular schedule yeah uh so hopefully that's going to happen soon and keep an eye on that feed if you are interested in hearing that
3: very
0: cool so all right well everybody we hope you have a wonderful holiday season here and a happy new year and we will see you in 2017 peace